Good evening and welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by the Freedom's Path Recovery Society. We are not affiliated with any 12-step fellowship, nor do we wish to propose only one solution. We understand how different solutions can greatly increase an individual's chance of survival. We hope to illuminate some of the recovery process by sharing as many human stories as we can. Why, you might ask, to show that we can and do build stable lives from a former state of chaos, desperation, and hopelessness. Our stories become our strength. Please remember that any and all opinions shared and heard are those of the individuals and not a reflection of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other entity. So regardless of how crappy or wonderful our opinions might be to you, they still remain opinions, nothing more. You might hear swearing adult themes and situations, as well as the tragedies humans face and walk through every day. It is not suitable for children unless they are accompanied by a parent or guardian or have the explicit permission of those individuals. So tonight's guest is, well, obviously he's here for every podcast. (laughs) And he has the unfortunate uh, job of listening to each and every one of them and has to hear my voice over and over again. (laughs) And then I get to hear it again when I do the editing. That's right, man. Yeah, absolutely. David's voice. Darcy, thanks for coming, man. (laughs) Hey, no problem, man. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean... The weather could be better, but I'm in shorts, so it's not that bad. Dude, seriously, how are you in shorts, man? <laughs> seriously, I couldn't even get from my car to the church with the shorts on. Well, I, I was in uh, Carlisle, Saskatchewan on Thursday. Or no, Kindersley, Saskatchewan on Friday. And it was uh, minus 36 with the wind chill. Ooh. Yeah, I was not in shorts that day. Dude, and I was not cold. happy about that. Yeah, man. So minus 36. <clears throat> yeah, like it was like minus 24 and then the wind. So yeah. that's a pretty heavy wind to knock it down like 40. Pretty much what we're getting here. Though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Cold. so what did you think of the last podcast, man? We did? It was good. It, you know what's funny? I'm finding it's like reoccurring theme coming up in your podcast is right? indigenous issues. I know. Um, so that's amazing Yeah, because it says to me that there's more and more people talking about it. Yep. There's more and more kind of awareness of mm-hmm. kind of the shit. And I mean, you guys talked about it f- quite extensively and I don't know if I really need to get into it too heavily, but yeah, I know. it's just, uh, it's, I guess from my perspective, it's actually a good thing. Yeah. It's nice to see people talking about the real issues, not just like, oh, them damn Indians, you know, like, Fuck. It, it's funny because I, I I go back to Oka. I, I don't know if you were What's you in that? Canada when the Oka crisis happened. Or? No. So in, well, if I was, I was drunk. So yeah, and, and I can't say the indigenous names because they're Mohawk names. I so yeah. I can't pronounce them. I can say them, but I can't pronounce them properly. Yeah. But uh, in Mohawk country, there was a a company that came in and they wanted to build a resort, like a golf resort type yeah. thing. Well, they wanted to build it on land that these guys had been. It was native land mm-hmm. and they'd been using it for ceremony for you know forever mm-hmm. so they're like well no you can't build there and they're like yeah sure we can and the government's like why not and so it was um i and think you it was see the, me i'm rolling my eyes and shaking my head <laughs> it was i believe the first armed standoff inside of canadian borders since the louis riel resistance really yes and when was that uh louis riel was eight Oh, God. Sorry. Not Louis, but the the other one. Oh, the Oka was in like yeah. the 90s. Okay. okay. Early 90s, I want to say. Like, yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I was still oh. living. 
Dude, before I forget, I gotta tell you, I was wearing your shirt you gave me. Yeah. I was downtown in a church and I was I had my jacket off because I was going into a meeting. But at Knox United they have what's called the Sanctuary Cafe. Mm-hmm. So they actually have an open coffee shop in the back of their sanctuary. Nice. I just I had never I hadn't seen it, but I know the guy who started it, Greg. Yeah. And so I wanted to go check it out. And I'm standing there in my t shirt and some guy goes, Are you from Winnipeg? And I said, Well, no, like why? And he goes, Well, keeping it real. Yeah, he yeah. goes, Big in Winnipeg, like with the head on a stick and stuff <laughs> like that, eh? But then I started telling him that about your podcast and yeah, yeah. he's like he started taking the he took the name of your podcast down because he's like yeah. this sounds awesome I'm like it's totally awesome yeah, I yeah. wanted to tell you that because yeah, it was thanks. it was really funny he's like are you from Winnipeg and I'm like who's from Winnipeg nobody wants to come from Winnipeg like fuck no I don't like Winnipeg <laughs> but, uh, I'm yeah. sure it's fine I I've never spent enough time in a with the weather being nice I was there in the middle of winter once yeah me too and it was fucking miserable so I've never been back because it was miserable. I hate driving there. I was there with a, a three-quarter ton Dodge diesel. Yeah. The wrong vehicle to take to oh, yeah. Winnipeg. But they don't... There's like... You can't turn left half the time. Really? Yeah. Like, no so left you, turns? Like, no, like it's, Zoolander? So no left turns? Two, uh, you know, two-lane road to a two-lane road. No left turn. So you got to go like five blocks down, then yeah. turn left. Then you got to go three more blocks down to turn another left. And you, so you got to do these like big looping circles... And their lanes are about as wide as the chair you're sitting on. So, like, I'm just fortunate the truck was high enough. The mirrors seemed felt like they were over top the other vehicles. Oh my god! It, oh my god! It was the I worst driving anyway. But well, that's probably why the what, what's the population of Winnipeg now? I don't even know. It's probably like about Spiritwood, Saskatchewan size. Well, like it, everyone I, I moving know, out of there. Probably it's got to be. I'm guessing 500 to a million. Yeah, I, I think, think I would think so. Yeah. I mean, Red Deer is like. 500,000 or something. Is it really? 400,000. Shit. Uh, I don't know. I'm no good with that. Well, our population just bloomed. I'm sorry for interrupting you, man. Yeah, no worries. When I saw your shirt again, I was like, I meant to tell you earlier. So, (laughs) well, it's so anyway, it it reminds me of of Oka, like when we start talking about these things, because so Oka again, oh, sorry, it was a standoff. It was a military standoff. So, there's a famous picture where a Mohawk warrior standing like nose to nose with a Canadian soldier. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the Canadian soldiers was actually shot and killed. And there was a lot of hoopla, but I just remember at the time, everybody's like, those goddamn Indians, blah, blah, blah. Cause there was like, they were blockading like highways and things like that. And I remember my dad was just pissed off. And, and so now it's kind of the opposite of that. Like I'm, yeah. there is still that attitude out there in, in a huge amount, but I'm seeing, starting to see more and more people, like, especially here, this is the last place I expected yeah. so many people to talk about indigenous mm-hmm. things. Um, other than myself. <laughs> yeah, but you know what happens, so, dude? What happens when you when people start learning the truth? Yeah. Well, they don't want to not talk about it. Right? It burst their bubble, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Totally did. Burst I, my bubble. Oh, I remember actually coming out of high school, and the first time that I really realized that stuff we're taught in school is a bit of a lie. Yeah. Was in, and, and it was surrounding the RCMP. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember thinking, holy fuck. If they told a bunch of bullshit about that. What else? And it was like the whole the whole foundation mm-hmm. of what I've built my my life and opinions and views on just started crumbling. Mm-hmm. And 
It, it was nerve wracking. Like I was like, I, there was a lot of anxiety about. Well, I don't, I can't believe anything now. How old were you when that started to happen? Oh, twenty two ish. Yeah, twenty two. You know, so it, it like I, I think what it was is I started reading about the history of RCMP mm-hmm. busting unions in Saskatchewan and bombing union leaders yeah. and and shit like that, and I was like, oh my god. Just get my sweater. Yeah, no worries. Keep talking. So I, I just it, and but I and so I all have a lot of empathy for people that when they start to learn that. It's not that Canada's a shitty country. It's just that we're not being honest with where we came from and where we're at. Yeah. And I think when people start to realize that, I have a lot of empathy for them because it's it's really hard to go, wow, my whole life was built on a pile of shit. So now I got to rebuild that all yeah. and I'm 40. How do I even deal with that? Yeah. It's almost easier to just go with the, the evil you know. <laughs> and, 100%. And continue to hate shit. Yep. Um. So yeah, so yeah, the last guess I thought was it was really good because it it kind of confronts that idea and like he was saying, you know, he's kind of pissed off at Canada right now yeah. and and I, I think that's a natural feeling. I think it's a good healthy feeling, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. We should be able to be pissed off at a couple things, our god and our country. Yeah. Right? We should be able to like that's a part of freedom though. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think like the, to me that's what's been happening. That's yes. why this has been coming in this door, yeah. right? Like like you and I, we couldn't have controlled what was going to happen. Not at all. No, right? I, like, that that was the last thing I expected. Ever, yeah, ever yeah and to. and me too, right? <laughs> I, I, well, I, I didn't even not expect it. I didn't even think about it to not expect it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like it yeah. was so far from my mind. Yeah. But everything goes the way it needs to. Well, and I think, uh, you know, especially when you're doing a podcast like this, I mean, everything affects people's sobriety or, or mm-hmm. recovery. And so, like, that's a massive chunk. Your entire identity mm-hmm. of one half of your family yeah. it has been destroyed. And and then, and then and you're supposed to just be like, oh, well, just pull up the bootstraps and get on with life. Woohoo! Oh, and my it, God. Because <clears throat> the, the thing that I think is really intangible that I, I've noticed re- repeatedly is that it's the, it's the not knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. And then when people like uh, like Stephen start to reconnect mm-hmm. and start to understand that, oh, well, this is what that means and this mm-hmm. is that word for that. And, you know, he talked about the word for uncle and mm-hmm. stuff like that. When he starts to learn that, it, I notice people start to feel like, oh, I feel like a piece of me just fit now. Mm-hmm. And, and even for myself. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're just this jumbled up puzzle. And then um, when you find those ancestral ties... Mm-hmm. You start to go, oh shit! Well, now I, I suddenly feel better about this situation mm-hmm. or that situation, or or I walk through life a little differently. And I mean, I can speak to that just doing my genealogy. Yeah, like, my daughter was born. I thought, okay, like for me, when I, when I asked my parents, well, who am I? Like, what well, what are we? Mm-hmm. Are we British? Are we? Oh, we're English, English and Scottish, whatever. Right? That's yeah. kind of like your standard answer in Canada. Yeah. And then when English I looked into it, like my dad was quarter Irish. Yeah, had no idea. His dad was half Irish, and I was just told that whole family was English. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, easier that way. Yeah. So, and I mean, but it's it's when you start to find that out about yourself, it mm-hmm. starts to, you start to understand who you are, mm-hmm. and it, things just start to fit. Yeah. You know, and I think, personally, I would I would think that's a huge factor mm-hmm. in somebody's happiness, and time. which then affects everything in their mm-hmm. life, right? sobriety and, and love and, and yeah. relationships and even with your kids like 
so and and I've seen it over and over again when people start to understand mm-hmm. where they're from and their identity, even though they don't grasp the whole concept, they don't get everything. Yeah, they start those pieces start to fit in place now. Yeah, you know, and they start to feel like I kind of know who I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, and and suddenly that pain, even though residential school and all these bad things mm-hmm. happen, it's like oh, well, but for me now I have that little piece back. Yeah, so it's really cool to see. That's what That's I really awesome, loved man. about what listening to you guys talk yeah. and it was it's amazing cool yeah it's pretty amazing for me too because i'm i'm getting like schooled on this stuff hey eh? so yeah. but i love it because i love getting schooled man i i love something happened when whatever levy broke in terms of learning stuff yeah now i don't mind man it's like yeah. it's like just keep throwing that shit my way because yeah yeah there, like there's a whole new world view and stuff right that totally shapes from it man like, yeah um yeah, anyway yeah well and i think we should be proud like i think when you look at Canada or any country, everybody in that population you should be proud of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to have criminals. You're going to have these, like, assholes. But as a a whole, like, let's say, you know, you you got different groups. You got Muslims and and Mm -hmm. you got uh, Irish and Scottish and all. But let's all be proud of that. Mm -hmm. Like... We're we're proud of having the clean on our money, so mm-hmm. to speak. Not everybody, but technically, as a country, definitely we not are. everybody, bro. right? But as a country, we we are. I'd much rather have a queen on the yeah. on the money as opposed to the queen. But that's the thing, right? Like, why don't we look at these as ways of enriching our culture? Yeah. Whether it's indigenous, whether it's you know LGBTQ plus, or whether it's uh, you know Muslims or mm-hmm. whatever, or Sikhs or Sikhs whatever. or or anybody. Yeah. Or Irish, or Scottish, or British. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's bring this all together and let's be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's funny because I you drive around the I drive a lot. Yeah, you're always on the road. <laughs> yeah. Man. So, you know, up by up by Edmonton, they have like the world's biggest um, pyranka, py, pysanka, which is like a Ukrainian egg, mm. the painted egg. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have a whole Ukrainian historical village up there. Yeah. Yet. I when I was growing up, you know, I heard people going all oh, the goddamn Ukes referring to Ukrainians, and I was like, what? I don't even know how do Doesn't you identify sense, yeah. how do you identify a Ukrainian? <laughs> like, because it's like, well, who's a Ukrainian in this room? I don't know. So it was, but it was just a joke, right? Yeah. Like as though yeah. Ukrainians were were somehow not quite as smart as everybody else. Yeah. And yet we have this whole historical village in this province mm-hmm. celebrating. The Ukrainians that did come here and settle and mm-hmm. started lives and you know, and things like that. So yeah. and you, I mean, Edmonton's got a huge Ukrainian population. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I mean, you can go there and get traditional Ukrainian food in lots of restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, but it's like, but we don't, we don't really promote that. Yeah. Why aren't we proud of that? You know, and I think I've talked to you about this before, maybe even on the podcast. But I, yeah. I learned a little bit about the Black history of, of Alberta. Yeah. Well, why aren't we proud of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, in 19-whatever, five or six, we weren't proud of it. We didn't mm-hmm. want the, you know, those yeah. colored people coming. Yeah. But that's irrelevant now. We can be proud of it now and mm-hmm. say they came here and they built a town and they did this and they're an integral part of the growth of Alberta. And why not be proud of the people that helped facilitate that? Absolutely. Yeah, like, instead of just attacking the other side. Yeah, and that's, yeah. so that's what I never understand with this, especially with Indigenous issues. Mm-hmm. We love their art. We love the 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 cultures in certain mm-hmm. ways, but we just don't want them to get too out of control with it or something. I don't know what it is. I think what but... it is is that we we <laughs> love to be entertained, man. 
Yeah. And that speaks directly to what you just said. Yeah. That's why we like the fashion and we like the, the ceremony because we like to be entertained. Yeah. I, I'm sad saying that out loud. But it, I, it is sad, but that's probably... But it's kind of true. Oh, totally. Yeah. But it's I've, I've always felt like, why aren't we just proud of that? Yeah. Like, we, I think some of us are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and I'm generalizing just because I'm speaking as a as a as a country as of a whole. Of course. Yeah. You know, but I mean, even within the government they talk about this and that, but you guys kinda touched on like these policies that don't yeah. change. And it's like why don't why don't you try to work together better mm-hmm. and be proud of that? Like yeah. be truly proud of what you did. Yeah. I but, think what you're saying, if if we could do that, we'd probably have much less people saying I'm sorry. And yeah. we have many more people working together to get past it. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. so instead of having to say, like, pull your boots up and just suck it up, yeah. we actually work towards the actual sucking of it up. Yeah. Right? Where we're actually working towards a point in time where we don't have to say, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Right? And, and nobody has to beg for anything because we yeah. gradually just become what we always were. Yeah. Equal. Well, and I've been on this kick with... Uh, Joe Rogan on his podcast mm-hmm. had Johan Hari, who's an author of, mm-hmm. and he looked, he did wrote a book about addictions, and then he wrote a book about recently about depression. Yeah, um, but just the concepts that he had, like you know, he was talking in there because, of course, everybody, a lot of people still think addiction is like the chemical. Yeah, uh, the chemical. Once you touch that, even if you look at it, you're going to be an addict, right? Yeah. But he was talking about how in society, like when once people started feeling included and. Mm-hmm. Like they had value and they had a future. Mm-hmm. Like in, I think he said Switzerland, Switzerland or Sweden, I can't remember which one, but in the early 2000s, they completely changed and mm-hmm. they they legalized and yeah, they, they legalized heroin too, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so they had certain times of the of the day that you, you registered and mm-hmm. you could go and you could use. It was provided to you free. Everybody was cool. Everything was clean. Mm-hmm. They monitored for you for a little while and then off you go. But what they also did was they brought in, like, you, you got housing if you didn't mm-hmm. have housing. You They would work with, um, I think this might have been Portugal, but Portugal started working with people, like, saying, like, oh, if you were a mechanic, you could, we'll go to mechanic shops and say, look, if you employ this guy, we'll pay the half of his wage for a year. So there was incentives there, but it, it got people kind of back and included into society. Yeah. And I think for a lot of, like, the indigenous issues, they've been pushed to the outside. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants them back in is how they feel. Yeah. And and by nobody, I'm again, I'm generalizing. Yeah, but, but you're talking about the government. The government yeah. doesn't want it back in, yeah. And there is there is a lot of Canadians that don't want them back in. I know. And so I think a lot of these things could really just, like, if you take those concepts, and he was talking about addiction, but really this is life. I mean, mm-hmm. who wants to feel isolated and not wanted? Yeah. And you expect them to be mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally happy. Mm-hmm. By being outcasted. I mean, we talk all the time about how negative, the negative effects of bullying or spanking yeah. or, or these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But yet we don't put it into practice when it comes to a society. Yeah. And I, I just think for me, that's kind of what's been rattling around in my head is like, I took what he said, but then I'm like, okay, well, but how do you make, how do I make the people around me mm-hmm. feel that, that connection so that Maybe not saying they're all going to be addicts, but maybe they won't commit suicide. Maybe yeah. they won't cut. Maybe they won't get into other negative mm-hmm. behaviors that that hurt them. Yeah. And it's like if we all did that, and I think that's for me when I talk about like you know if, if we could feel pride in everybody, mm-hmm. 
like then everybody would go, well, wait a minute. I mean, you guys are proud of us? Like, mm-hmm. wow. Well, that makes us feel really included. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I think, it's not going to be like a light switch, but I think over a decade of, of that kind of a different shift yeah. in attitude, I think you'd have a lot of societal problems just gone. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I yeah. think that's what's going to happen over the next 10, 20 years. Right? I hope There's, so. I do too, man. I'm very hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful, though, because of people your kid's age. Yes. Right? Like yeah, yeah. your daughter's age, my nephews and, and yeah. your nephews or if you have nephews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that, those generations are the ones that are going to keep pushing it forward. Absolutely. Right? And I think, I know lots of people, like we've talked about this before, like in terms of those then versus now pictures oh, that yeah, people post. Too, yeah. It's so ridiculous, eh? Like I, today, I think it was one that made me really laugh was because it was so benign, but yeah. it was like still touching on that same subject and i laughed because mm-hmm. it was like this is how we used to find our friends and it had bikes all over the lawn yeah, and stuff yeah. and then it had some other thing about this is what it's like now or something and i just every time i see it now i can't help but laugh yeah, because yeah. i'm like dude we're really holding on to like the bottom of the barrel man <laughs> when people were posting like this is how you used to find your friends you had to find their bikes it's like yeah, and it sucked because you had to run around the neighborhood yeah. or other neighborhoods yeah. and you never found them. Absolutely. So, of course, I just I think that's so funny, man. We're just it's like that desperate hold on the way things were. I uh, yeah, even though they weren't that great. And I don't know what that is. Why I don't know why people do like I love change. I know me too. Because I learned I don't know why I learned it, but I learned very young that everything changes. Mhm. And so, like, there's no way you can stop it. And why would you want to? Seriously. And some change is good, some change is bad. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's like people are still talking about, oh, my God, how awesome Klein was. Or how awesome, I don't know, uh, <laughs> you know, Chrétien was. Or, you know, I don't, and I'm not picking on any political party. But it's like, dude, that was like, I was graduating high school mm-hmm. when Klein was elected first time. That was a long time ago, man. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. almost 44. Yeah. Can we move past that? Or yeah. can we move past a lot of this shit? Like, yeah. And it's not that you can just bury the pain and leave yeah, in a lot of this about. stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's recognizing we have a past, but we can do better. Well, but that's just it. It's, it's what we've been trying to do, not you and me, but what are the powers that be have been trying to do is erase it. Yes. Instead of just say, look, this is the truth. Yeah. It's a fucking shitty truth. Totally. Right? We were assholes we as were a country back dick then. faces, right? <laughs> like, yeah, but, and who would blame them? Absolutely. Right? Like, if you just come out and just take accountability, but. Yeah. Well, and it's like that with everything. Like, I remember uh, I used to work for this company that did a lot of work in Cuba. And so, like, hey, we're going to send you down to Cuba for a week. I'm like, this is the greatest job Sweet. ever. But then I thought, well, I should, like, I should do some reading about Cuba because I don't really know much about Cuba at the yeah. time, right? Like, I'm, uh, the Bay of Pigs and, uh, you know, Castro and Che and all this. Whatever they threw at us. Yeah. So so I started reading about it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I had no idea that the U.S. like backed the re- the guys trying to oust them. And then they totally took off with all the weapons and ammo. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, And, and like, even Che Guevara wasn't exactly the nicest guy in the planet. A terrible human being. Right? <laughs> so, But he believed in something. He did. But it's like even and I and that was just like more of that like bubble bursting of mm-hmm. like wow my my warm fuzzy bubble that I had is a little smaller yeah. now 
It's kind of like everybody's excited about the revolution until they find out that millions of people die every time. Like exactly. every time. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't, it's not like one day. It's going to no. be a few, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Like you're in for the long haul. <laughs> yeah, it's not a one day affair. Yeah. Like, we're not going to pick this, uh, we're going to get yeah. this done today and then be back to work tomorrow. <laughs> but they sure make it sound like that. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Like especially the little tidbits that we hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants revolution until two million of your best friends are dead, right? Like, yeah. Until the work needs to get done. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and there's so much like this. Like, I, I uh, about five, maybe six years ago, I learned about Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. the U.S. government bombing the Black Panthers in Pittsburgh and just mm-hmm. decimating entire neighborhoods with bombs. Yeah. Like, what the shit is that? Nobody that wasn't in our that. history books either. Right? Guaranteed. Um, And so there's just things like that. And, and I mean, you know... Obviously, for me, the indigenous side of things is important, but, I mean, Canada has done horrendous mm-hmm. things to all people, really. If yeah. you didn't fit into what was expected at the time, then we basically shit on you. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that that's a Canadian thing. That's yeah. every country thing. I think it's right? a human thing. Yeah, like, it's it's basically, well, actually, it's really a colonial thing. It's whatever the yeah. British, because they did that everywhere. Yeah. You know, everywhere they went, they shit on everybody. And, yeah. Took them, took over, and and, and now they're complaining because all these people want to come to Britain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we colonized the shit out of the whole world. Why do you even want to come here? Yeah, no doubt. Damn it. you, bastards! Seriously, <laughs> we colonized you, so you'd stay away. Fuck. Yeah, like how do you even call people immigrants when <laughs> the you know the sun never sat on the mm-hmm. the British Empire? How are people immigrants then? Basically, they're just people right? going home, right? It's like <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to use his name in vain. Ah. But yeah, no, so that's kind of been rattling around in my brain. And mm-hmm. I think for me, I mean, I've been on a podcast terror lately just because I've been traveling so much. But mm-hmm. I try to take these things and try to like figure out, A, how can I apply them to my own life to me? Yeah. But also B, what what could I take from that that I could maybe do in relationships that I have mm-hmm. with people? Or or how do I, how do I make that uh, put into use, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, that's why that podcast just keeps pounding in my brain and I can't get past it because yeah. it's like there's so much information and I got so much stuff I got to Google now mm-hmm. and, and learn about. But it's just that those concepts of basic, like I, I even look at some of my own family members I talked before on the mm-hmm. podcast about and uh, like I, it, it kind of gives me a new perspective on like yeah. my brother and and you know how I felt about him for years and and I'm like, ah, oh, like everything mm-hmm. I did was like and felt was what we're taught to feel mm-hmm. by these losers over here. Yeah. And really that's the exact opposite of what we should do. Yeah. And I'm like, man, and not that I, I feel bad, but only to a point. Cause I, th- mm-hmm. that was the tool I had at the time. Right. Yeah. But now I'm just like, man, like it, it, <laughs> I hate to sound all hippie, but it really is about all the love mm-hmm. you show people love and kindness and their lives are better. Yeah. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> What a novel concept. Well, and you think about it, because if you show them the other stuff, obviously you're going to get the other stuff back. Exactly, So yeah. if you're not showing love, you're going to get that same shit back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what do you expect people to do if you shit on them all day long? Eventually, they're going to throw shit at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, one of the things he talks about in there with when it comes to depression was um, how people don't feel like they have any control in their work life. Yeah. And it's like a ridiculous number, like 83% of people. Hmm. Um, so he's That's got probably because 83% of people work for people they fucking hate. Right. And he said like, there's a, there's, it's a small percentage that just absolutely loathe 
waking up in the morning to go to that place. Then the vast majority are just kind of like asleep. Like I go, I don't really care. I don't, if it, if things go wrong and things go good, I don't give a shit at this place. I'm just here to take a paycheck. Yeah. And then there's some that actually like their job. I think the middle is probably the most useful. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Clearly, you know, clearly they're asleep and they just do (laughs) it because they have to get paid. But, uh, which it, is reasonable. Oh, totally. Right. And I, and I think I just like, how do we, how, what do you expect people to do when they spend most of their time at work and they mm-hmm. are pissed off because they have no control in their life and then they come home? Yeah. Well, what do you say? They're going to do, like, like, I've been in jobs and where it got so bad. Like, I was just coming home with like three hours to unpack mm-hmm. of how angry I was and shit. And I, I remember leaving my last job and like my first couple of weeks at my new job where I suddenly had more control. I suddenly had, there was no micromanaging. There was no, it was like, you decide when you travel, you decide when you do this. Yeah. You figure it out. If it's a problem, you're, we're paying you to come up with a solution. So mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And there was a couple of meetings where I was like, well, this is, I want to change this as everybody. And they're like, uh, we don't need to meet about that. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is a weird feeling. But then it it made me be able to look back and be like, wow, Mm -hmm. I was like on course for like massive coronary. Totally. (laughs) Because I was just, I would come home with three hours of anger. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if people come home like that, what do you expect people to do? Yeah. This is, this was a conversation I had with a friend of mine who's a police officer here in town. We were talking about all the mass shootings down in the States. Yeah. And and we were just we were talking about it like yeah we'd have more up here if we had more guns and more we people would for sure. and yep. more people because like it's that stress you're talking about they come Absolutely. home they got no nothing to do maybe they get fired from I mean you get fired from a job you fucking hate yeah I can only imagine if you're already a little bit ill mm-hmm. or in a position where you're more likely to lean towards yeah, yeah. like reacting like obviously man like that's that's why. Because if you have 10 people and out of the 10 people, eight of them have guns at home, okay, mm-hmm. it's probably even nine in the States. Probably. But I don't want to be like ridiculous and make a blanket statement because I don't know what the numbers are yeah, as yeah. to how many people own guns there. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, if we all had guns here, and imagine the oil when we lost 200,000 jobs or mm-hmm. however many we lost. Yeah, yeah. 200,000? I think it was 100, between 100 and 150. Yeah, so yeah. about 100,000. See, just think about 100,000. Yeah. 100,000 people in Calgary lose their job. How many of those people do you think have guns? Right. Probably very few, right? Yeah, yeah. Comparatively yeah, speaking. Yeah. So less likely someone's going to go on a rampage. Yeah. For the same reason that they go on rampages down in the States. Absolutely. There's, there's no difference, right? Well, and, and I've I've even, and again, I haven't researched the statistics, but yeah, me neither. from what I understand, like when when the oil patch drops mm-hmm. like that or there's there's a a lull in the oil patch which there always is yeah domestic violence goes up yep your uh, alcohol consumption goes up yep um things like that always tend to go up crime tends to start increasing not mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if it's violent crime or property crime but i think both tend to go up probably um the stress is up so high exactly so now people are stressed mm-hmm. it goes up and i just think if we like I don't want to be a nanny state, but at the same time, I mm. look at other countries like like Switzerland and stuff where they have these social structures mm. or the or the Netherlands or, you know, um, I want to say Norway, but I don't know if they do. 
Um, but anyways, I, can't, I know what you're talking about though. But There's... they have these sto- social structures where like, okay, you lost your job. Yeah. No problem. We're going to help you out till you get back on your feet. Yeah. This isn't a permanent thing. No, no. But we're also not going to put a time limit on it. And it takes the stress away. Yeah. And then, well, why would I be violent now? Because I don't, yeah. I don't have that stress. Maybe I just need to take a couple of months to, you know, get my shit back together mm-hmm. and become human again. Yeah. And they realize, you know what? I'll take a couple more months and I'm going to pursue something that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like Steven, he's, you know, he's going to school. Yeah. And so even though he's got a good company, he's got, he's making good money. Mm-hmm. He wants to better himself. I think we all do. Yeah. I, I would say 99.9% of people want to better themselves, mm-hmm. but nobody has that chance. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe people would go back to school. Maybe people yeah. would get a part-time job, go back to school the other part-time, mm-hmm. you know, like, but there's, there's options then. Yeah. And people don't feel pigeonholed. And I think what you'd find is the costs associated mm-hmm. at, well, at first would be high. Yeah. I think over a decade, you'd find that you're saving money. Yeah. Because people are happier. That means healthcare drops. Yeah. People are happier. There's less people in jails. There's mm-hmm. people are happier. There's less domestic violence. You don't need as many, you know, police officers mm-hmm. out on the streets. You don't need, like, I, I think it would just have this snowball effect with everything. Mm-hmm. If we just looked at people as human beings oh, yeah, and dude. stopped classifying them and labeling them. Something you were talking about earlier, though, about this podcast, it was uh, you mentioned something about basic income. <clears throat> yes. Right? Yeah. I, I think what you're talking about now is a strong um, purpose behind a basic income. Yeah. To take that level of stress out of people's lives, right? It really is, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can see that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, there's only so much a government can do. Yeah. Totally. But I think they lead the charge. You know, like I, I've been saying this to a few people I know, and, and I know this will probably never happen in my lifetime, but if, if you think about a government and think we got right now that it's just left and right and everybody's mm-hmm. so mad, my dream would be is to have whoever's the prime minister, I don't care what color mm-hmm. jacket they wear, yeah. to when they decide, okay, this is the bill we're going to, we're going to mm-hmm. make this bill. So that person... To go to the opposition leader and say, what do you guys think of it? Mm-hmm. Sit down and have a reasonable discussion and go, yeah. okay, those those 10 points you said, well, actually three of those we could probably incorporate. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Mm-hmm. And I think if you started there and just did that simple little thing for the four years you're in power, yeah. every bill you go sit with the other parties and you talk about. Yeah. Maybe you use their suggestions. Maybe you don't. But you talk about it and you be reasonable. Mm-hmm. And you look at what they're suggesting and you actually be open-minded. Yeah. I think that would change the country. Oh, it would change it dramatically because we'd be working from the middle instead of opposite ends, right? Yeah. Because if you bring those two parties, those two groups together enough in a constructive fashion, you you create a middle. Exactly. Right? And And I think people would start to see that there's, oh, like left and right can work together. Yeah. Oh, so like but I don't, I don't have middle. to hate the guy sitting beside me because he's he's a conservative and I'm a liberal. Yeah, we don't have to hate each other, and and it's funny because like I have this friend who, who he calls himself like a not a you know Nazi alt right person, mm-hmm. but a right winger. Yeah, and I've had people ask me, well, how do you even have a discussion with him? How can you even be friends with him? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, because we can talk politics, yeah. and what he says doesn't offend me. Yeah. It's just his viewpoint. Yeah. Do I agree with it? No, I don't agree with it all yeah. the time. But he can 
he says, here's why I think mm-hmm. that way. And I can go, well, that's fair. I disagree with the outcome, but yeah, yeah whatever. But, but that whole question of, well, how can you even be friends with mm-hmm. him? Well, because he's a great guy. He's funny. He takes care of his kid. He's, yeah. He works hard. He's, he pays taxes. He's, mm-hmm. he's a human being. Yeah, which is exactly the reason, reason why I can still be friends with guys that I know who say that we've conquered this continent. Yeah. Now the, the people just need to accept that. Mm-hmm. that this, we are conquerors. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they some people do think that way. Yeah. But the re- one of the main reason I, I still like them is because they're likable humans. And yes. they do 98% of their life or 99.9% of their life yeah. Is very human, absolutely, and very much not in line with that tiny little phrase. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think it's okay for us to like be like, okay, we all have shit. Exactly. Because if you break me down, I guarantee you're going to find more than one percent of shit you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> guarantee, man. Right. Well, but we're all like that, right? That's my point. <laughs> that we're there's not one person that's exactly like the other person. Even okay, let's let's. And take... there isn't one person who's 100 percent good either. Exactly, yeah. right? Like, I think back to the th- some of the shit that I've done to other people throughout my life, and mm-hmm. it's not, like, nasty. I haven't yeah. raped anybody or anything. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I don't know why I went to that, but okay. Like, that's I'm just sort like, of dude, like, benchmark. way to escalate it quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the benchmark is really I'm, low. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just but, glad it wasn't me that went there first. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hanging around with you too long. <laughs> yeah, you have. But, you know, like, I think about, like, grade five when I was kind of, I was bullying the one kid and calling mm-hmm. him names. Yeah. It wasn't physical. I just call him names. Yeah. And I, I regret that. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like an asshole for doing that. So, I wasn't a nice guy then. Mm-hmm. But to all my friends, I was a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, my kid, my parents, I was a very polite kid. Yeah. I, I got lots of compliments from other parents because I was so polite and yeah. such a good-mannered kid. So it's like, you know, like you said, not everybody's perfect and not everybody's Nobody's evil, perfect. right? Yeah. I mean, there are some people that kind of are evil, but. Well, they, they seem to like, <laughs> but even that, like, in my mind, we can't just accept that. Like, I, I can't just yeah. accept that there's evil people. What I can accept is that there's people that do bad things. Yes. Because I'm not 100% sure I believe in evil. Like, I'm 100% yeah, yeah. certain that I believe in humanity's. Um, capacity for evil deeds, hundred percent. Totally, yeah. Right, but those are deeds. So, like, I don't believe that the energy. I believe the universe has created all this. There's all this energy. Yeah. Right, but I don't know about evil. I just. Yeah. I, I the more and more that we were talking, like we were talking earlier with Stephen, the more and more some of those like um, old truths fall down, mm-hmm. like and crumble down around me, where I'm like, oh, wait yeah, a yeah. minute, oh my god, I took that for granted. Because I, you start to realize where those beliefs come from. Totally. They come from a structure that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So those beliefs, like, they turn out to not make a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, which is Absolutely. reasonable. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how I got on that topic. <laughs> well, but I think I think it is true. And I think, you know, like, I, I really liked what you guys were talking about where you're talking about, um, you know, the constitutions and stuff and mm-hmm. not being... Like these aren't sacred texts, dude. They're fucking not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it was in Joe Rogan's special or somebody's comedy special. They talked about like how like if the, if the founding fathers came back, they'd be like, dude, you didn't write any more shit. Like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. are you doing? Like, totally. You were supposed to add shit to this. Yeah. Not, this isn't the end. Like relevant shit. Because <laughs> when you think about it, like how ridiculous of a of a thought it like. If if you wrote a story or an essay when you were fourteen mm-hmm. about 
this is how Dave's going to live his life. This yep. is the person Dave's going to be. Yeah. And then you took that today and said, well, I can't be another person. I have. To I wrote guy. it. Yeah. So this is, look at that. That's mm-hmm. who I have to be. I have to live to that. Yeah. And I think there's principles that you can keep. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, be nice, treat people well. But realistically, all of these documents need to upgrade to today's standards, they to today's to. society. Yeah. We're a totally different society. And and that we keep relying on like the court system mm-hmm. to update it. Yeah. And all that does is overburden the court system. And then yeah. we gotta spend more money. And then we're and then nobody's happy. And then the court systems are burdened and all these people you know, mm-hmm. like it just creates more problems where if we just sat down and reasonably said, look, we need to update some shit. Let it evolve, yeah. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, like, evolve. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what makes me laugh at those memes, right? The past totally, versus present yeah. is because it's almost like the people who post them. And don't get me wrong, I have friends that post them. Yeah, yeah me shit. too. Yeah. And I don't think they're stupid. I no. know they're not, as a matter of yeah, fact. Yeah. It's more like the the principle behind that is just absurd Yeah. to me. It's still very antiquated christian almost yeah. where it's like nope you're not supposed to evolve yeah, evolution's yeah. bad yeah. right you're not really evolving yeah god created you that way just be that way yeah how about no well and it's funny too because it's hypocritical <laughs> super hypocritical because it's dude. like oh things were so much better when we were kids mm-hmm. but then when indigenous peoples or, or groups like that say well it was so much better before like legit before yeah. people like God, get with the times, you know, come on. Mm-hmm. You guys, you know, savages living in the bush. And it's like, so it's it's okay to want to go backwards mm-hmm. in time when it suits you, but not when it suits other people. Yeah. And so, That's but right, those man. memes drive me nuts, man. I know, me too. Because well, the one I hate is the, well, the spanking one. Oh, yeah? Like, I, I get this about every three to six months. I get yeah. somebody sharing this. Well, we were spanked as kids, and I, you know, we knew right from wrong, and we respected our elders. And look at that generation and the kids today. I'm like, have you seen the fucking planet today? Yeah, seriously. Like, take a look around. Right? <laughs> it is more fun. <laughs> so perhaps all those spankings weren't yeah. so positive. Yeah, mental health issues, the suicide rates, the self harm, the 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 isolated feelings, the addiction, the, the alcoholism. Yeah, like, oh the, my god, seriously, and, guys. Yeah, and we're not saying that that's because of spanking, right? Like, no, but you can't go back and say it was so much better. Like when was like I loved how you were saying like when was it better when slavery? Yeah, when women couldn't vote. Like when the 19- Vietnam happened. Was yeah, that like, better. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like, like fuck. When was this glorious history? Yeah, in the 1950s when. When, when Korea War was going yeah, on, and, and we segregation were... and things like, you know, I'm like, yeah, oh man. my god, it was it was only better for rich white people. Yeah, is really what it boils down to. But that's also who's putting out these fucking memes. Is <laughs> rich white people yeah, right? More, more yeah, often yeah. than not, or or just white people. Like, yeah, I mean, we're like as a white person, we get bored easily, man. Oh yeah, because we've like, and why would we get bored easily? Yeah, yeah. Why would we, Darcy? Why would we get bored? Because no one's fucking chasing us. <laughs> exactly. No one's pissing us off. Like, so we get bored and we come up with the real housewives of fucking <laughs> the Kardashians. The and- Kardashians. We come up with all this garbage. I guarantee. And and if there is any sort of like non-Caucasian people who create these shows, yeah. it's to make money on the market that's for the Caucasians, right? Like, no doubt. I mean, really, because yeah, yeah. that's the market. Absolutely, you're not marketing, like, dude. You think the people in in none of it give a shit about the Kardashians? <laughs> know, Obviously right? not, right? No. Like, 
That's a fucking <laughs> joke. <laughs> Those shows are a joke. Yeah, yeah. And and it it's one more thing for me in my mind anyway as I build up more information and and live yeah. this life the best I can. It's just more stuff that makes me realize how absurd it is. Yes. All yeah. it does is prove to me the absurdity of what of what we are clinging to. Absolutely. Right? Because when you see that show or shows like that with all these yeah. people, these folks, specifically the Kardashians, <laughs> who are ridiculously like ill-equipped to handle life on this planet. Totally. So yeah. they, they have to rely on that money. Yeah, yeah. They have no other option. Yeah. And then money begets more money, begets more money. Yeah. Right? Hence why the show is still going. Well, and then, but is then, it still going? I have no idea. Man. Fuck, I haven't had cable a in a year it. now, so <laughs> it's like I feel like free. I only know it because it's always like people are always making jokes about it. So. Yeah, the jokes. I've are still never relevant, actually watched so. it. <laughs> the jokes are relevant, so the yeah. show must be around, right? <laughs> Sorry, man. I am, but I'm, yeah, no, it's so true. And like I'm, you know, when I started my pod, my other podcast, I have two podcasts. When I started my one, what podcast, are your podcast names? Yeah, is uh, Living Undefined. You can find it on iTunes and Google Play. Nice, but. <laughs> When and I started that, and the jig is up, which is a Métis focused podcast, and iTunes, Google Play, all that yeah. stuff. But when I started Living Undefined, like it, that's why it's called Living Undefined. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm some daredevil, crazy, you know, adrenaline junkie. Mm -hmm. It's just because I, I was, I had some inspiration. I was thinking about all at the time. I was thinking about all these labels we put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, in my family, like when, and well, actually, with a lot of people I know. When you say person's got an addiction, mm -hmm. oh well, now they're less of a human being. Yeah, there's like a hierarchy well, of that. Yeah, right? when you're when you oh you're a sex worker, mm -hmm. oh, you're less of a human being. Mm -hmm. Indigenous, less of a human being. Mm -hmm. Muslim, less of a human being. And then and it's not even just the racial stuff or anything like that. It's like when you say uh, you're a good athlete, oh you go up a little. Mm -hmm. And but it's all these. But and then I've met people who were phenomenal athletes. Yeah. Were were on their way to the NHL. Mm -hmm. But that was not the life they ever wanted. Mm -hmm. And they were fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. Miserable to the point I know of uh, somebody who purposely injured themselves in a way that they knew they would never play hockey again. Yeah. Really? Yes. And Holy he shit. he was at the level where he was he was actually drafted. Yeah. That's where he was. Wow. He was drafted and going to the bigs. And he's like, I, I, I don't fucking want this shit. I can't mm -hmm. do it anymore. I can't even pretend to like it. Yeah, and he he, per he hurt himself on purpose. Wow! And so, like you know, can you can you imagine having the gall to break your own ankle? Yeah, in a I way can. so that you yeah. knew your skating would never be as good. Yeah, you're on your way to millions of dollars, probably. You're on this beautiful life that everybody wants, but it was a label that put on. He was good at hockey. He was good at skating. So everybody, you're a great hockey player. Here's your label. Yeah. Now live your whole life. Yeah. And then the other side of that is I started looking at all these political bullshit mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, you're a liberal? Oh, I know everything about you now. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, not a bit. Because it's like, I know gun-loving liberals. I know liberals that are anti-abortion. Mm -hmm. I know liberals that are, uh, you know, all, all these things anti-LGBTQ2+. Mm -hmm. But they're liberals. <laughs> How does yeah. that work? They're supposed to be all for all those things, right? Like, yeah. Or against guns, I guess, and then for everything else. But... So it's like you can't put labels on things. And I and I think that's where a lot of these issues lie is that it's like once I've put a label on you, you have not only is it almost impossible for you to get rid of that label now, mm -hmm. but now I know everything about you. Yeah. 
So now I can just treat you like a piece of shit. Yeah, and it's so strange, eh? Because like we did, we were just talking about like I I am liberal about some things. Yeah, I'm moderate about other things. I'm probably mm. conservative about totally conservative about some other things. And I think everybody, if they were honest with themselves, think everybody so is. Yeah, you know, I I've looked at myself and and I've thought, well, I I am the exact same mix. Yeah. You know, I understand. I look at all of the part political parties, and I'm like, well, I kind of agree with all of them. I know there's always something in them, right? Well, and a, and a friend of mine, especially when it comes to politics, I think people are really, I, I think they have this idealistic view that, of course, if you, that's if you what vote, politics is based yeah, on. If ideals. you vote blue, the whole world's going to be different. If you vote red, the whole world's yeah. no. My, my buddy of mine's like, yeah, you're on the same river. There's two canoes. Mm. They're going the same place. Yeah, it's just whether you're. On that one, or in that canoe, or this canoe. But either way, they're going down the river. Yeah. And that's really, I think, what it boils down to, you know, on that stuff. Yeah. But I just think if we looked at people as people, mm-hmm. I think you'd have, I think a society, you'd have less problems. I think you'd have better and stronger relationships with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Except that people will have strengths and weaknesses, and pros and cons, and mm-hmm. you might not like everything they say, yeah. but you don't have to. Dude. And that is totally okay. You know what you just described? What? You just described like the principles basically of the 12-step really? of AA. <laughs> you just talked about wow. it. Wow. Like if you were to repeat what you just said, I could almost like, I, I, I'm a terrible quoter for yeah, yeah, pages yeah. and stuff. But literally that's that's the, the premise that we're yeah. trying to operate under. Wow. Seriously. It's that simple. And, like, I, and I have to admit I've never read them. Yeah. I've been I, meaning to just to find out what they are, but dude, I've never read them. But it's, it's like... Uh, some people like yourself, like you just described, have yeah. the instinctive idea about these principles, mm-hmm. right? And how much that see, because there's a thing like if you come, anyone's welcome to AA. Yeah. We'll just use that one as an example. Yeah, yeah. So, and nothing that you do is supposed to get you kicked out of AA. Okay. So long as you have a desire to stop drinking, you're you're yeah. welcome in because that's yeah, yeah. that basically classifies you if right. you have a desire not to drink. Yeah, right? yeah. So. You can come in from all different walks of life, and, and you get all kinds, right? You get all For kinds sure, yeah. of folks. So you and so the idea behind those principles is so that we don't tear each other apart, mm. right? And and those some of the some of the traditions of AA specifically are one hundred percent designed so we don't tear each other apart yeah. because they realize that the limitations of governments, mm-hmm. they realize the limitations of companies of mm. agencies of those kinds of things yeah. and they instilled these traditions um there's 12 of them and there's like honestly if anyone's interested in reading about it check out the book the 12 steps and 12 traditions of alcoholics anonymous yeah. now the reason i'm saying that i'm not a thumper of books yeah yeah because i like we just talked about with the constitution and stuff yeah. <laughs> as far as i'm concerned none of that shit's sacred yeah yeah right that's just yeah. the way i feel about it for sure um because I think that part of the reason we've gotten into so much trouble with that shit is because we take those books as sacred mm-hmm. and then we fight over the fucking words in them. Exactly. And to me, that's ridiculous. Absolutely. Right? So yeah. anyway, those books aren't sacred. So that's where I'm coming from. Yep. Like I'm coming from this perspective. But you can learn a lot. I, I have learned a lot and I know lots of people who've learned a lot mm-hmm. about what you just said, how we can govern ourselves based on principles yeah versus greed oh, like, yeah absolutely. right like principles of honesty of 
inclusion because mm-hmm. that's a big one for the 12 step groups. Yeah, yeah. Now, having said that, that doesn't mean that every 12 step group is all love and tolerance <laughs> and shit, right? Because you know as well as I do, you put people in charge of shit. Yeah, yeah. It you're going to get some fucking messy shit. <laughs> but I yeah. appreciate that you that you, that's coming from you and and you didn't have to learn it the way I did. Well, and it's interesting because I think for me um I've been for a better part of a decade on a real I'm trying yeah. to understand me yeah. and and I'm trying to understand why I think the things I do or do mm-hmm. the things I do, right? Yeah. And not to be too esoteric, but I just think I look at my own behavior and think, well, did that benefit me? Did it not benefit me? What's wrong with being yeah. esoteric? Well, I guess, yeah. I know there's lots of people that think it's <clears throat> lame or whatever, but but I think there's I think to be healthy you need to have a healthy self assessment. And yeah. Not that I'm totally healthy, but I just I I think you need to self reflect. And and so but and I think that's why I like coming here every Saturday mm. is because I get to listen to other people and I get to try to apply what they're saying mm-hmm. to my life. Yeah. So I get to reap the benefit of all of the shit that they went through mm-hmm. to get to this hopefully beautiful place they're in now. Yeah. Like like yourself, you're in a good place compared much, to where you were better. when you were oh, using, yeah. drinking, right? I have and, a beautiful life. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I get to, but I get to hear your stories and, and various aspects of your recovery and go, mm-hmm. huh. And and maybe that's honestly where I, I've picked up a lot of this. Maybe. Is just through that. But that's where I, like, I sit here the whole time thinking, well, how does that apply to me? Well, I know a person that I did that to, or I know this, mm-hmm. or I know, and and there's so much of it that I sit here going, wow, like, mm-hmm. if I did that, I'd actually have like more friends or I'd have better relationships with yeah. my friends or I'd, I'd have, you know, more better connections with people mm-hmm. and you know, just stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, like, holy shit. Does yeah. anybody else know about this? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, but I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. Right. Yeah. And why, when we sat down uh, with you and Heather and I, yeah. and then from there, Heather and I were, kept talking about it, but it wasn't without your presence there. Right. That allowed yeah. that to open up. Um, because, to be, do something like this, you have to have the right people, man. For sure, you yeah. do. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't. You come here and you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> absolutely. To, yeah. For this to work, like there, there's got to be like a um, common principles at play. For sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, you guys, you know, you and Steve were talking about that too, like uh, the ebb and flow of learning, and mm-hmm. then you know you don't learn and you learn. And I think that's honestly where Matt right now is. I'm in a real like. Last few months have been a real curve of like starting to understand that holy shit, like uh, somebody else was having that same feeling about a different thing, mm-hmm. but the same thing. Yeah, and and so that's really it's just really woke me up. Yeah, and it, I I have to admit it's hard to sit over there and not say anything. Yeah, because I have so many questions half the time, mm-hmm. and it I I I've, I've even thought maybe I should talk to Dave to let me have a mic, but then I'm Dude. like I can't because I need to learn. <laughs> But because I otherwise I'd take over. I just have like a thousand questions. I'm like, yeah, but what about this? What about that? What? And and I think I would. It wouldn't be positive for the podcast, but yeah. and I think it's good that I'm forced to actually just listen. Mm. So well, see, but I always I also think I think you know what the way it's been is good because totally. it works, right? I love it. But yeah. I'm also okay with trying it. Well, but the reason I'm okay with it is because <laughs> I think that the more. The more openness we have, the more things can come in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, having a third mic, if we were to do it like that, mm-hmm. is is a good thing to me. 
It's yeah. not a bad thing. But again, yeah. I'm not afraid of change, man. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm totally <laughs> hip to it. Because and I'm I say I'm hip to it. Um, I'm not hip to much. I don't know what <laughs> hip even really means. So I have to be like that's, I'm pretty sure that's like a nineties phrase. Yeah, I have to be clear on that. I'm not sure what hip is. <laughs> except for I have a sore hip every now and again. Um that's about the closest I can yeah. get. Feeling the age. But I, I think like that's that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Part of what's happened here is we've all become a little more open. Yeah. Right? Me as Absolutely. well. Dude, I'm learning stuff that I didn't fucking know either. Totally. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm learning, I feel like I'm learning stuff every week. Yeah. Um, and, and it's fascinating mm-hmm. just how, like, oh, I'll tell you that off mic, but I'll, it's a story about, about last week. So, yeah. But I'll tell you off mic. One thing I, I, I've noticed too is like I, you know, mid afternoon on a Saturday, you start to kind of like, oh, you know, you kind of get tired. Oh, snap. Just want to stay or whatever, home, Right. Yeah. yeah. But I find that when I get here, mm-hmm. no matter what my energy level is, by the time I leave, I'm like charged. Yeah, dude. I'm like, fuck, I got to tell some. Like, I'm just like bursting to talk yeah. about this shit, right? So, <laughs> and and here we are. We're having a good, like, you know, at least a one hour debrief. But totally, man. But I, I, I just, that's what, it's amazing to me that this mm-hmm. is what it does. Like, just listening to people's stories and it's like, like it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Dude, it is. I get home and I'm I'm just like you, man. My brain is like, yeah. And now that Heather's not coming by, when I get home, I'm like, oh my god, it was so fucking great. (laughs) And she's probably like, uh huh, uh huh. Exactly what she's doing. She's like, oh god, here we go again. No, no, I'm not putting the headphones on. Just, uh, (laughs) just, just keep talking. Yeah, no, these are. Just close the door and talk through the door. Yeah, maybe go outside. (laughs) Let's try the cups and Let's strings. go for a walk. You you go first. I'll meet you there. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> but it, my wife's the same thing. Michelle. Yeah. Like I get home, I'm like, oh my God, so this and that. Yeah. But it, I, the funny thing is I don't talk about like the people like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this or mm-hmm. they did that. Or when they were using, they did this. It's, it's more like, oh my God, like this concept mm-hmm. and this and that. And I, I, I am forever amazed, honestly. And and I I don't mean this to be condescending at all, but I I absolutely love the outlook on life mm. that people have when they're maybe at a certain point in recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it just seems like like I, I don't know how many guests you've had where they're like, no man, like life right now is fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't want that previous shit that I was in, mm-hmm. and whatever comes up. We're rolling, not only just rolling with it, but it's like, yeah. let's invite some adventure and yeah, fun dude. and change and let's, let's let life happen. And I'm just like, fuck, I love that. Yeah. And I think it's, you it's don't contagious, get it. dude. It is. And I'm like, man. And so every week I'm like, how do I apply this to my life? Yeah. How do I live the next five, six days, or I guess six days of, of that? Of yeah. let, let life come at me, man. I mean, I want it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, so it, it really is, eh? It is. By like Wednesday, I feel like I should have done more. Yeah. Oh, totally. Every week, I'm <laughs> so like, I can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Do, I did nothing. <laughs> so because we were, well, we have been able to spend some time with people who are always doing stuff, right? Like, yeah. And they're doing it with love and joy in their heart, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, and it's cool. even if you're not doing stuff, it's like the just that that thirst for whatever happens, mm-hmm. I'm gonna love that it's happening. Yeah. You know, or or I'm going to go out and make my shit happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just that whole attitude. 
is yeah. just amazing. It is, dude. It's and cool. and I I wasn't expecting that when I when I started doing this, and yeah. I think more than anything, that's what I've really taken away from this. Like, I even when I go do things, like I I went to you know the boat and outdoor show. Yeah. It's a different experience now. Yeah. Because I'm going there with a totally different attitude. Mm-hmm. Like I used to go there and be like, oh, all right, we'll go check out the boats. It's something to do on a Saturday, yeah. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's really all it was. It was just a time waster on a Saturday. Like, you know, I don't want to sit in the house all day, so go. Yeah. And, but this year I went and it was totally a different experience. How so? I I went there going, I'm, I'm like excited for it. I want to see, um, I had, I have met a few people over the course of the last few months through my podcast and other things. Mm-hmm. And the one guy had a booth there, so I'm, I was excited for that. I ran into an old friend that I hadn't talked to for a few years there that I didn't even know was there. But just, I was excited to see the kids on the boats. I was excited yeah. to to just experience the thing. And there was actually a moment where I just stood in there and like, I mean, I'm surrounded. The whole room is like end-to-end boats that I'll never buy yeah. and never can afford. Dude, nor should you buy a boat. <laughs> Okay, I every, know. Every Worst person, waste yeah, of money, right? Every person I know that has a boat, it's like, yeah, every year, five grand. Well, especially in Canada. Damn. Like, oh, all right, I got it out for three weeks. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, But so I stood in the middle of this room and there's, you know, people going and there's that general hum. Mm-hmm. But I literally took a moment just to stand there and go like, holy fuck, this is so awesome. Yeah. Because almost everybody here is happy, with the exception of a few like babies. Yeah. But like everybody here is excited. They want to look at the shiny boats and all the mm. new toys. And and then you move into the other room and everybody's talking to people that are running fishing lodges and this yep. and that. Like it was just a whole different experience. And I walked away going, holy shit. Like this was totally awesome. Yeah. And I wouldn't have done that any other year. Mm. You know. Sorry. Just have to leave. Dude, reach it. He's trying to get his computer back on. It went into sleep mode. Shh. <laughs> That's right. So, but I think that's because I come here every Saturday and I hear people get mm-hmm. excited for life. And it's like, it, even the mundane things you should get excited mm-hmm. for. And I'm finding, I think, because it's 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 like going to church, right? You go to church, you go to church, and then you start, thing, good things start happening. So you're like, oh, church is every connecting dots. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like here I come here and it just reminds me constantly, mm-hmm. like, live better, live better, live just happier, live do your this, life, do that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Be happier around all the people you're with. Enjoy yeah. those moments. Live in the moment. Be mm-hmm. there. Be present. And it's like, so then when I leave here and I go do something, even if it seems mundane, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, it was an experience. Yeah. And I've even found, like, I, I travel a lot for work. And, uh, you know, like, even this past week, I spent, like, 16 hours, 17 hours driving, mm-hmm. right? It fucking sucks. You're going to southern Saskatchewan. Like, I love There's, people. like, views galore. Yeah. Between between the odd tree here and there and the uh, pump jacks, it's a lot of field. Yeah. But it's, it's a just... a lot of field. Yeah. By the time you're at Brooks, you're kind of sick of it already. <laughs> That's an hour and a half away. Yeah. But but it, even that is it's starting to get better because I'm like, yeah. I, I'm starting to notice things on the highway mm-hmm. or, you know, guys cut me off in traffic now and I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I've cut somebody off before this. Yeah, go ahead. You know, just shit like that. I find I'm not getting so worked mm. up about, or I'm not, I'm not dreading. Yeah. Because it's like, well, this is my life. Yeah. So I, I can hate it or I can enjoy it. Yeah. You know, for what it is. Yeah. You know, it sucks that I'm away from my family and I'm on the highway where, you know, it's 
especially in Saskatchewan, it's a high, high dangerous area, but, mm-hmm. but it's just, it is what it is, man. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I love that about coming here and be mm-hmm. reminded to appreciate your life. Yeah, dude. And same here, man. Like even like every time, like last week, I, um, uh, EJ's yeah. podcast. Like I just, I can't get over how, how strong the dude is. Right. Like yeah. how his journey is his journey, of course. Absolutely. But, what a fucking journey. Yeah. Right. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, this is, this is why you got to be grateful, Dave. You got to yeah. be grateful because this, this shit isn't free. Absolutely. You're, like, this is not free. This isn't, this isn't happening to you because you didn't do anything. Yeah. But it also isn't happening to you just because you are you. It's yeah. happening because of things that we've engaged in here. Totally. Right. And we've, we've kind yeah. of, I don't know, I feel like this, we've made a, a pact, right? Where mm-hmm. at, at the least what we're going to do is tell our truth. Yes. And we're just going to try to like display other people's truths. Yeah. Right. And I think we, we're doing that. For sure. Right. Yeah. And some of the feedback I get is that we're doing that. Yeah. And I like it. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, he said something in his that was like, I just was like, holy shit. And he was talking about being in jail. Yeah. And then being out. Yeah. And he said like, I I'm, won't quote him, but yeah. it was essentially... He can't have a bad day because mm-hmm. right now he can just walk out his door. Yeah. So compared to where he was, yeah, he can't have a bad. And I'm like, yeah, I've never been in prison, mm-hmm. but I also now can real have to realize what a privilege it is every day to get up yeah. and walk around my house and go outdoors and yeah. and how can you have a bad day? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's funny because I remember years and years and years ago. I used to work this job and it was basically, I was at the order desk or whatever. And, and this guy would, this old guy would always come in and he was a friendly guy. Everybody loved him. And every time he said, Hey, how you doing today? You know, and he'd be like, well, I'm on this side of the dirt. So mm-hmm. I got no problems. Yeah. And I, you know, we always, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. And, yeah. But now when I'm getting older, I mean, when you're 24, you're like, Oh, what old, old man. I'm live forever. <laughs> but now that I'm like, you know, in my forties, I'm like, Oh, that was very profound Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it really is true, right? Like I've started to realize, like I look at all, like I look at a plethora of experiences I've had with other people and seeing what they're going through and going, what the fuck? My life is easy. Yeah. And I just, I had that this week too. When I was driving, I realized like, you know, I was listening to that podcast. They're talking about addictions and traumas and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, here people talk about traumas and certainly, you know, yourself Mm -hmm. when you were a child and, and I just think, like, and when I was growing up in Sylvan Lake, there was, like, a, a bunch of girls that were molested by this one guy. Oh, Jesus. You know, and, and they were actually in my wife's grade. Oh. And she had stayed there but never happened yeah. to her. So it's like, it, it, that's how close that was, yeah. right? But I'm like, fuck, I've never had anything like that happen. I mean, unless I'm really repressing some shit. But well, but it's like, I've never had that happen. Thank God I mean, not everybody does. Right. <laughs> But it's just, and, and not that that's a standard to yeah. reach, but it's just like, when I look back at my childhood, I, I'm starting to realize, wow, I really had a good fucking life. Mm. And yeah, we are all fucked up, yep. right? But I think you can't judge people based on why they're fucked up. Yeah. Because my problem to me is a problem, but to you, you're like, well, yeah, but I, you know, this person has really had some fucking problems. Well, ex- except I don't do but, that. Right. I know yeah. you don't, but but that's what a lot of people do. And yeah. I just, I realized, I guess, that, I'm, you know, my life has actually been pretty easy. Yeah. And so then when you start going, while well, you are on this side of the dirt, you can walk out your door. Yeah. I can drive my, if I wanted to, I could just drive to Edmonton tomorrow. 
Yep. You know, that kind of freedom, right? Or that kind of ability. Um, I have my daughter. I can, we can just hang out and go mm-hmm. do fun things. You know, I, I'm married. And, and just in that of itself, I've been yeah. married for oh, a lot of years. Yeah, like twenty some years. You should probably remember, dude. <laughs> it's it's in my calendar on my phone. It tells me. <laughs> it's okay though, because she doesn't remember. Oh, you know, perfect. You know, perfect. yeah. We're, we're married for a reason. Yeah, because you guys get along that <laughs> yeah. way. Same with same with Heather and I together, right? Yeah, like, we don't worry about that shit. So, but I like I got married at twenty one to my high school sweetheart. Yeah, who the fuck does that? And how? You. What, what are the odds you'll stay together? Right. But that's the thing. I'm like, well, fuck, I. Well, I do have problems. It's like, yeah, but put them in context. Mm-hmm. And when you put them in context, then you can kind of go, all right, well, I, yeah. I got I got nothing to sit here and piss and moan about today. Mm-hmm. I'll just get up and, and I can change those things mm-hmm. if I want. And I can, you know, get on with my day and be happy. And and it's not to minimize what, like, the, the whole not idea. No, the whole idea of us being grateful, right, is, is not yeah. to minimize um, when we're not grateful. For sure. Because the truth is, that's just as human, too. Absolutely. Like it's just yeah. as human to be like, yeah, I, I should yeah. have more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I say it's just as human is because, historically speaking, yeah. that has been how human beings are. Yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Is that we constantly want more. Yeah. Now, that's a good thing as well as a bad thing. Totally. Like a double-edged sword. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yin, I mean, yin and yang. Yeah. And I think we need that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like when I said I, I try, I don't compare people's pain, I try not to. Is mm-hmm. what I meant because I'm human. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I obviously make mistakes like that where yeah. I'm like comparing someone else's pain to mine in my head, but then I'll catch it and be like, dude, your life is pretty fucked up. And thinking back, even though I was abused, my, my life was still okay. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't my whole life. Right. But for a long time, that's how I felt my whole life was. Yep. Right. As a kid. But it wasn't. Mm-hmm. We had great trips with my family. We went on road trips all the time. My dad yeah. took us camping. I mean, yeah, some of those road trips were to like hyper Christian camps and shit. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> they we were, were trips. Yeah, when we were kids, I didn't care. For I sure. didn't care that it was hyper Christian. I wasn't like all a bent out of shape about it like I am now. <laughs> it was more like <laughs> God damn, damn it. <laughs> but it was more like it was just a chance to hang out with other kids. Yeah, for sure. Right? And camp. Yeah. So like really, who cares? Absolutely. Because it's not like I remember what they were fucking telling me. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> you just knew you had to put up with a little bit of that to go out and do some fun stuff with all these other kids. That's right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 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 No, and that's true. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, uh, being on the indigenous side of things, like I've listened to elders talk about their experience through mm-hmm. residential school firsthand. And, uh, like, I mean, it is not easy to listen to at all. Oh, it's awful. But there is, I, I have met a few elders that are just like, you know what? I've, that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. It is not who I am. Yeah. But, it happened. Yeah. And if I don't talk about it, then nobody's really going to know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking of one elder in particular who's very open about what happened. Yeah. And uh, it it was actually shocking when he first started talking about it because he's so nonchalant. Like, he's just frank about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they used to take us in this room and then rape us every night. Oh, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. just... And he wasn't angry about it either. Like, I kind of said it angry there, but he wasn't angry. Yeah, because it was you just, and I are appalled by it, right? Right. But yeah. he's gotten to the point where it's it's what happened. Yeah. There's no denying that. There's no changing it. There's no erasing it. Mm-hmm. But he's in a different place now. Yeah. And I think that speaks huge volumes to, like, we were talking about change. We're mm-hmm. talking about, like, the Constitution. These things need to evolve. 
And as people, that's what we do. Yeah. We can have traumas happen. We're resilient. Mm-hmm. And, but that doesn't have to rule our life. It, it does for a while. Yeah, but. but it won't rule our life if we continually evolve. Yeah. Right? It's kind of like the part of what the problem is today with whether it be with the indig- our indigenous brothers and sisters here in Canada yeah. or African Americans. For sure. Right? It's just, it's a matter of, look, let's just stop fucking defending what we did. Totally. And say, this is what we did. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Awful what our forefathers did. Yeah. Right? But let's be specific. Absolutely. It's awful what they did. For let's sure. not continue it. it. That's the key right let's there. Let's let these laws evolve mm-hmm. the way they naturally should. Except it's really hard for things to naturally evolve when there's like people putting their fingers on stuff. So Absolutely. it can't go anywhere. Right? Yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, I mean, when you get into politics and shit, that's the problem is there's there's people that don't want to let go of their power. There's ego. There's all that kind of stuff. Greed. Mm. But the truth is, is we really should be at a point where we can just go, you know what? Shit is shit. Yep. But our future doesn't have, we can move forward together in a future that doesn't have to be shit. But it has to be together. It has to be together yeah. on an equal footing yeah. with 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 input and with, with conversation. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny because I, I've been joking around lately too about how it seems like our mentality is like, we need to move forward. By going 500 years in the past and doing the things they did back then. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think about indigenous people. Isn't that what we always did? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, like in indigenous circles, the way they made decisions mm-hmm. before, they didn't have a chief who's like, okay, today we're packing up and we're moving out because mm-hmm. we're going hunting over there. They made the decision as a community mm-hmm. to the hunting was, the, the you know, the animals were moving that way. We're going to do go there. Or we're... We're heading this way, but we're going to take a detour to go there. But they made those decisions as a community mm-hmm. together. And everybody had input. Yeah. And nobody's input was ever criticized. You weren't like, what kind of stupid idea was that? Yeah. It was everybody had an input. And then you had a conversation until everybody agreed. Mm-hmm. And now that isn't to say everybody thought it was a, the best idea. It was just that, okay, well, I can see that you all think this is the best for the community yeah. or whatever. So I'll agree to it. And it could take one hour. It could take two days. Mm-hmm. And 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 but that's what it was. And and I generalize. I'm, I know that I'm kind of pan-indigenizing indigenous. But from what I've learned from the cultures I've learned about, yeah. that is what it was. It was a unanimous decision. And so, but they all worked together. There was mm-hmm. no us versus them shit. Yeah. And it's like now we're trying to get to where we're all working together. I know <laughs> we're trying no to go us versus yeah. them. Jeez. Well, I think if, once we all actually work together. Right. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. What well, a great example of like bad, go- and I hate to get on politics, but bad government, but whatever. I started a nonprofit. Well, I tried to start a nonprofit a little mm-hmm. while, a few years ago for a uh, summer camp that I was going to do. Yeah. And uh, so you have to fill out the application, send it to the Alberta mm-hmm. government and become a, it was going to become a society. Yeah. Well, as a society, you have to have a board, you know, a board, and you have to have, you know, uh, um, your bylaws. Yeah. So we decided as a group that okay, well, uh, we didn't want that structure. Mm-hmm. So we came up with we. I did a lot of research. I found this unanimous decision making model mm-hmm. for nonprofits that yeah. I kind of adapted a little bit for our situation. Government rejected it. They're like, well, that like you, this isn't this isn't good bylaws, mm-hmm. and I'm like. How, why do you get to tell me how to run this non? Like this is the best way. 
because it's unanimous. The whole board has to agree. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a structure in place to make sure that nobody's fighting, mm-hmm. that we all get to speak and everybody mm-hmm. respects each other. And they, they didn't accept that. Yeah. And it's like, well, if that's not telling about what the government wants you to do, like, well, you, yeah, you have to know, right? Like, yeah. in order to play ball in the in the arena of legitimacy, legitimacy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do totally, right? You have to. So, and I just thought it was funny because it's like you, this is going to be a nonprofit, which in in people's minds means, oh, you're trying to do something really good for mm-hmm. people. Well, and, most and, of the time, yeah, <laughs> and and the government's saying, yeah, but we want a structure in place so that you all fight. <laughs> It's essentially right because very, very often most nonprofits fall apart because their boards mm-hmm. it become board is it just hard. becomes fighting yeah and uh, and I was just like <laughs> so you want us to fight and fall apart rather than mm-hmm. have a good solid foundation it was yeah it, to me it just made me laugh and uh, mm-hmm. but whatever yeah but dude like we can't we 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 want to change things now. Totally. Because we're not snails paced like the government. Yes. We want things to change because we can yeah. see we don't need I don't need a bunch of policy to tell me that things are fucking unfair. Yeah. And I don't need someone's fucking stats either. Totally. Right? Because I mean, working in this field that I've been in for twenty plus years, all I've seen is systemic racism. Like all yeah. I've seen, yeah. all I've witnessed through the years is pretty much that. From from the from the powers that be. Yeah, not from the you and me's. No, no, and that's the who like that's who's actually doing the work. Totally. So for me, for my money, that's why it's absurd when these like when the oh my god, I'm totally gonna I might go off on a tangent, um, but when the uh, ten year plan to end homelessness, yeah, was first purported by these idiot lawyers that came out of the homeless foundation, <laughs> I said it, idiot lawyers, um, and it's not that I think all lawyers are idiots because that's not true. I know some lawyers that are fucking brilliant. Yeah. But I also know some back in the day who weren't so brilliant because <laughs> they never did a lick of work with any human beings, but yet they had all these strategies for human for beings. Sure. Yeah. Tell me how colonial that is. Right. You've got people that have proposed authority or yeah. assumed authority yeah. over other people who've actually been doing the work for years. Yes. Right. And so then, Imagine this. Now, I'm going to summarize a few years here for you when it comes to like, you want to talk politics? Let's talk yeah. politics of helping people. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. those are the politics that, um, unless you're saying the buzzwords that the funders want, mm-hmm. you're not going to get your funding. Totally. Go back 12, whenever the 10 year plan first came out, yeah. probably 12, 13 years, 12 years ago, I think. Right. 2007 ish. Okay. Don't quote me on that. It could be yeah. 2008. Long time ago, okay? The guys, the people who purported it were people who'd never done frontline work with anyone. Yeah. Seriously. They're fucking lawyers and like accountants and and shit. So how valuable is that, right? Well, you tell me, right? Yeah. How valuable is that? So, and then as an advocate, my my role was supposedly to advocate and that means for change, right? Like, I'm not going to advocate for the same shit to happen. (laughs) I'm going to try to advocate for change. Yeah. So in the process of doing that, you... Some of us ended up, and there's like three or four of us. Yeah. I mean that, like no word of a lie. Three or four people, man. Wow. Out of all the people in this town that are fucking trying to help people, like yeah. three or four got blackballed. Wow. Because we turned our back on these people who were saying, oh, we're going to end homelessness in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. 
And then there's those of us who are actually doing the work going, are you ridiculous? Like, is there something wrong with your brain? Yeah. Like at what point of time do you give a, a white person education and they just all of a sudden become the know-it-alls of everything? Absolutely. I, I say white person. I'm a white person. Obviously, there's it's not just white people. I yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to say that for some because like right now, some of my white friends are like, "Oh, he's racist <laughs> against white people." <laughs> the hair standing up on the back. Yeah, seriously, I'm totally not. Like, I, I'm not a self-hating white person. Like, yeah. I just, I'm not. I, I hate myself, but not for that reason, <laughs> right? But I, I think you're right. I think, and and too often you see that with any group. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, the thing that drives me crazy when I when I, especially when I look at like federal politics is. Everything there, all the problems, mm-hmm. like in any department, are so easy to fix. Because mm-hmm. all you got to do is put your ego aside. That's it. We we got all these problems with veterans and veterans mm-hmm. affairs. And I don't mean problems with the veterans. I mean no. problems with how veterans affairs treats our veterans. Yeah. Well, that is the easiest fucking thing you could possibly fix. Mm-hmm. Go to the veterans and say, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What would make your life better? I'm going to put my ego aside and not and pretend that I don't know everything mm-hmm. and I'm not going to dictate to you how yeah. to make your life better. Yep. And then just go fucking do that shit. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like you're absolutely right. There's no better way to describe it. Like yeah. just do it, right? And I, I think we got like in you know, I don't even know what it's called now, but it, it used to be indigenous fairs, they got veterans affairs, mm-hmm. they got, you know, parks and all this stuff like Go to the people that use the national mm-hmm. parks if you want to know how to make the national parks better. Yeah. Go to, you know, the LGBTQ community to find out how to mm-hmm. do better policy for their community. Like, yeah. you can't just dictate shit mm-hmm. and think, well, no, that'll fix problem. But they can. I mean, I know nothing about most things in yeah. life. I could get elected. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know I could. Because there's a lot of dummies out there that can get elected. I'm sure I could get elected. Mm-hmm. So what the hell do I know about all that stuff? Well, yeah. Exactly. I can't know everything. But just because you have a title like MLA, MP, or Senator, mm-hmm. Congressman, it doesn't mean you're a know-it-all. Yeah. It means you're in the position to fight for people. Yeah. And Supposedly. represent people. Yeah. So if you, like, I've, I've always wondered, like, why don't politicians ever come back to their mm-hmm. riding or area and door knock in between elections and yeah. find out what people want them to be worried about. Like, or, and I know it would take a lot of work, but like, mm-hmm. if you have a major piece of legislation coming up, why don't you take like the top 10 points of that and go, go knock a hundred doors mm-hmm. in your riding and say, look, here's what we're thinking. What do you guys think? Yeah. And I've never understood that because for all the hoopla of these politicians, like, that seems to be such a simple thing. Do you know how they sold their ideas? Yeah. The fucking, from the people who did the 10-year plan to 10 Oh, no, I can't even imagine. I'll tell you how they how they sold it. They sold it by, if you don't play ball, you don't get no money. Because oh. they were they were the yeah. funnel for all the money. Yeah, so you I had people it. you had people who were, like, diehard. And I, I these, some of these people are my colleagues still, and, mm-hmm. and I know that they didn't want to, right? Yeah. So, but they're in a position where they have no choice. Yeah. These, so, like, politicians are usually lawyers. Who understands lawyers? Yeah. Other fucking lawyers. Yeah, exactly. So these lawyers come out and they have these brilliant ideas. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. You want to be innovative. You got to like take a stand on something. Mm-hmm. But you have to like listen to the people who are telling you that you're being stupid. For sure. Right? And that's one thing that these particular individuals couldn't do. Yeah. They just couldn't get, as you said, their ego out of the way. Yeah. 
right? And so instead, what they did was they blamed us for our egos, yeah, saying that we felt threatened. <laughs> and it was so oh, funny geez. because, well, when when threatened I told, for what? When exactly I, when, I, <laughs> when I told this guy because this guy and I won't even say his name, of course, but when I told him, I said, "Oh, dude, you're acting like I don't like I want this job. You're yeah. acting like I want this job for the rest of my life." And that you're coming into conflict yeah. with my ability to make money. And that's just so not true, <laughs> right? The truth of the matter is, is that you're stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to not say you're stupid yeah. because I don't want to call name call people. I don't, yeah, do, yeah. I don't want to do that. Even back then, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's like, I'm, how do I explain to you how idiotic this plan is without me telling you you're being an idiot? Yeah. I can't. No. Because every way I describe your idiocy... <laughs> points to you being an idiot right and, and he so, didn't take that well no and that was another i, I can't imagine that was why. another time where i almost lost my job like when we were having a meeting and i turned my back on him and i wouldn't even look at him like i was that's so, fantastic i was so disgusted with the level of this depravity where you can go around to different places in this city a, a city i'll tell you that is so fucking generous mm-hmm. the humans in this city are so generous right um, but unfortunately, they were just misguided mm-hmm. by people who don't yep. know shit, yep. right? So, I, and I apologize, but this is what's happened to a lot of the uh, the agencies now, where they want CFOs. They want CFOs wow. in charge. Though the, I don't even know, I'm not even going to name any names of the shelters or anything. But this is what a tendency has been to move towards having a CFO instead of an executive director who understands the, the business. Wow. So instead, they want people who understand finance. Yeah. I'm not sure. I just want to put this out there. Charities and non-for-profits have to be run differently yeah. than a for-profit business. Totally. Like, if you don't run it differently, you're going to run into all kinds of problems, which are the problems that I've seen mm-hmm. for the last 20 years. Well, great. You know, I have a, there was a camp here, um, and I won't say the name, but... There was a summer camp that had run for like two decades. Here. Yeah. And what happened there was their board became so separated from what mm-hmm. they do. None of the board members actually had ever. It was a camp for youth. Mm-hmm. No board member ever went to the camp. Really? They didn't know any of the camp counselors. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even tell you what their goals for camp were. Couldn't tell you how many camps they ran. They were a board. Mm-hmm. Their job is to run. The, basically the company of it. Yeah. Why do they need to know about the camp? Yeah. And you can imagine uh, once they kind of got into that attitude, how successful that was. They failed. Yeah. So like 20 years, this camp was around, and then it just pff, done. Petered out, yeah. And then it was like the board, like because the, the camp people also mm. couldn't ask the board anything. Yeah. So now these people are like, okay, well, we all got all this equipment. Well, the board's dissipated. Mm-hmm. Those people are gone now. Well, but you can't just, like it was a registered charity, so you can't just take shit. Yeah. (laughs) You can't just walk away with a million dollars worth of gear and start your own camp now. Yeah. You have to give that stuff to other charities. You have to, there's a procedure in place when you shut down a charity. Mm -hmm. And so the camp people were kind of left to shut it down and the board disappeared and they're going, well, well, we don't know where the bank account is. We don't know where the storage facility is. Mm -hmm. We don't have a key to it. Because it was the board. And the board's going, well, we don't know why you need this gear. We don't know. like, And it was just a gong show. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like It's just, yeah. it's so stupid. Like, yeah. You have to have that connection of like, 
what are we trying to do? And the, those people that are in those board positions mm-hmm. need to need to see that, need to yeah. be touching what it is you're doing yeah. at all times. Well, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what, what uh, and again, I, I use the term, I use the word lawyers, but of course it's not just lawyers. Like, and Yeah, no, it's politicians it's not, too. It's not, yeah, <laughs> but it's not all lawyers, right? Like right. they weren't all lawyers. Yeah, there yeah. were some people that I'm sure came out of like, you know, their master's program and their social work or their yeah. fucking social sociology or whatever the fuck it was they had and they thought that they were the next coming of the fucking savior of the city and um the the funny thing about it is is that those same people would talk to us like we were immature yeah and they talked from that position of like authority right with their education (laughs) and it's like all we do is stare through them wait for them to finish talking so we can go back to work right because they don't have a fucking clue what you're supposed to do exactly right so they're like and, and they wonder why we haven't ended homelessness in 10 years. Well, it's shocking. Is it shocking? Yeah. Darcy, like, is it really? <laughs> There's like probably 10 of us, maybe more people who are vocal, at least 10 of us who are not shocked, Darcy, at all by it. <laughs> We're, in fact, what it's done is contributed to it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Everything they've done for the, the, that time period just contributed to the problems we're having now. Mm-hmm. So really, is any one of them being held accountable for the opiate crisis? No, yeah. they're not. Yeah. Are they going to be held accountable? No, they won't. Not at all. But I guarantee you who will be the people at the Sheldon Schumer, right, at the safe injection site. Absolutely. And any other site like that that happens, those people will be held accountable. Those same people who started this 10-year plan to end homelessness, they have no idea what they did. They opened they're up the floodgates. They're probably not even around it anymore. They're probably gone, long gone on long their own gone. careers. And yep. They don't care. They yeah. made a policy. They moved on. It's on their resume. Long gone, man. Yeah. Yeah, and and so of course it doesn't bother me anymore. Like I get riled up about politics, and we've been yeah, talking yeah. about it all night, right? <laughs> yeah. So of course I'm all jumpy about it. Um, but the truth of the matter is, those of us who were doing the work then are still doing the work now. Yeah, and we don't see them around for sure. I mean, I sure don't. <laughs> yeah, and and then you're just left to clean up the mess. That's right. And same yeah. with like now we we have a second dope team. Mm-hmm. Thank God we got a second one. Right? Because yeah. those same people who tried to end homelessness in 10 years, yeah. as though no one's ever tried it before. Yeah, yeah. God, it gives me like a minor stroke <laughs> when I think about it. It's like these do gooders come out and they just like throw money at shit. And it's yeah. like, oh, look at this. It's raining, making it rain. Yeah. Right? And then the, 10 years later, what's going on? Yeah. How are things? Absolutely. <laughs> Simon House loses funding, these places yeah. lose funding. Because there's no more funding. You threw fucking billions at, or millions at this problem. Mm-hmm. That's all you did. Yeah. Well, and, you know, going back to that Joe Rogan podcast, that's kind of what they talked about mm-hmm. with, especially the prevailing attitude towards people with addictions. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, lock them in jail. Throw, them, throw away the key. Isolate them. And he has a story about this fucking prison in Arizona that's, mm-hmm. Like makes people wear t-shirts out and they have to do labor around oh. the town wearing shirts saying I'm an addict and shit like that. Like that was from that old sheriff there. Yeah. So it's yeah. just but we we shame them. We yeah. you know, we ridicule people, we we belittle them, we mm. knock them down a peg, we isolate them, we put yeah. them in prisons and stuff. And he's like, This is the exact opposite of what people need. This yeah. creates more shit yeah. that people, you know. Well, even Gabor Matei, when he talks about addiction, yeah. he worked in it forever. Yeah. Right? He talks about what you mentioned earlier about the chemicals. 
Yeah. Right? The chemicals aren't more addictive. Yeah. The people are more addictive. Exactly. <laughs> like and, and so like it's just amazing. Like I think we in so many things in our society we need to completely shift. Mm-hmm. And everybody like I don't know how many people I've I've tried to talk to about stuff where they're like, Well, that'll never change. Yeah. Well, that's a shitty attitude. Dude, but that's the attitude. It man. is. So yeah. many people, well, you can't change that. Who's gonna change it? Yeah. But it only takes one person in that position of power to change mm-hmm. it. If the Prime Minister of Canada today said, or at any point in time, not saying, you know, whatever, but if that person in that chair says, you know what, we're going to do what Portugal did. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow their strategy and see what it does. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's fucking going to happen. Mm-hmm. And now you have a shift. Yeah. So it takes that one person in yeah. that key position. And it's always going to be like that. And so it, it's not that it will never change. It's going to take a whole lot of fucking work to get there. That's because there's not enough of those one persons. Right. By the time they make it to the top. Right? Yeah. And and I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, especially with politics. Well, I'm affiliated with this people. Mm-hmm. So these people all believe that. Yeah, but we got to work together here yeah. as a society. And so I just... But I that's one of the other things too. And I mean, it's, it's so obvious. Like, we need mm-hmm. to shift our thinking yeah. about things, everything like homelessness about yeah. addictions and how we treat people. And, yeah. and even just the entire narcotic industry mm-hmm. of, you know, and all that kind of stuff, like our, our attention needs or our, um, our thoughts need to shift. Yeah. I mean, I always, you know, I got a daughter who's in, um, you know, she's 11 going on 40, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's smart. Man. <laughs> yeah, smarter trouble, than me. Dude. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, I, I look at the way, like, you know, we're always like, oh, my God, we need to fix our education, education, mm-hmm. education. It's We've got to do curriculum reviews. And I'm like, there's countries in the world that are in the number one position for math skills. Yeah. It, wouldn't you go there and go, what the fuck do you guys do? Yeah. Like, and, and, and it, it sounds so simple, but I'm like, okay, but we pay for people to go on these delegations all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Why you don't know what, we? You know what they want them to do? create some derivative program that's yeah. not the same because then they can't they don't give credit to them exactly yeah and but it's like it's like if you if you're a runner and you're the number eight runner in the world mm-hmm. how, you're gonna want to know how the number one trains of course you would and then try to see if that can make you a better runner yeah like <laughs> you look at the ufc or something like mm. those fighters all study how the other person fights trains yeah. Drinks, eats, sleeps, everything. Yeah. Because it's they're in that community, right? Mm-hmm. Guaranteed they do. Because <laughs> they're like, that guy gets 7.2 oh. hours of sleep. I only get 7.4. Yeah. Maybe I need to get to 7.2. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, like, why don't we go to these countries that have had success in whatever area? Yeah. And do that. Well, for the most part, <laughs> like, we only go to countries that sort of support our already... Uh, our like pre our pre existing stance, yeah. right? Like confirmation so, bias. Totally confirmation yeah. bias. So it's kind of like back when this ten year plan. I'm, I'm just it's just an example. I'm For really sure, yeah, like yeah. It's a I'm good not example, trying to harp it on anyone who is a part of this no, process. He really is. Like, um, I just I just realized that as we were talking here, some of my like um, aspersions that I'm casting on some people yeah. are are quite. Um, it's not based in fact. Like you yeah, have yeah. to know. Like I, like I am talking about my opinion of this event for sure. Yeah, these yeah. events, right? And the aftermath of it. Yeah, absolutely. And what I'm trying to actually say is that the best way to do what they tried to do 
Because is it wrong to try to end homelessness? Not at all. It's a great not. idea. Wonderful idea. But do yeah. you do you does that give you the right to go around and bully a bunch of people into like playing ball with you because you're not going to give them money if they don't? Yeah. Which is exactly what you did. And so yeah. that's what I'm talking about. For sure. The other stuff, I mean, people have to help people. We have yep. to come up with these ideas. Yeah. Right? But if we only study, so this was one of the things. It was only countries, the US. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Only countries that have similar aspirations to ours. Because did they go and study Portugal's? Yeah. No. Did they go and study Norway or Switzerland or wherever? No. Yeah. Because it's too far away from what we already think. Yes. It's too so revolutionary. Too revolutionary in their minds, yeah. right? Which is why I think um if if you if you get a chance, anyone out there, you too, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there's a little clip. And this kind of like sums things up what we're talking about. There's a little clip, and I think it's Jeff Bridges. No, not Jeff Bridges. Um, oh, geez. Oh, it is. It's that uh, what's so great about America? Yes, the what's oh, so yeah, great yeah. about America thing. And I figured yeah, yeah. you'd seen it. And That's so, from like newsroom or something. Or yeah, TV and show. it was probably, I mean, it might even have been staged, right, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the tr- And it probably was. But the yeah. truth of the matter is it was real. Like what totally. was said was a hundred percent legitimate, totally. right? And yeah. why why wouldn't we just acknowledge that? Yeah. So that you, like you said, with the math, like if you want to find out how to like teach math better, maybe go to the place that learns math the best. Yeah, like and and it, let's put our egos aside, totally, and math. go. They're number one, and we're number twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Let's go make up some ground. Yeah, like why wouldn't we? And and then. On a, on a side note, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of like international relationships that could be better and mm-hmm. stuff like that because of those things. But realistically, like if if we want to find out how to fix a problem, mm-hmm. look at anybody who has fixed that, and then go if they've and not even like you can't fix a problem. You can do your best to reduce it. I think what you're talking about is 100 percent legit, dude. Yeah, like yeah. And I I just always go back to like we we. We teach our kids to be super competitive mm-hmm. so that if if you, in everything they do, but then when it comes to this, we're like, oh no, we're going to beat this dead horse mm-hmm. until it gets back up and runs faster than all the other horses, yeah. even though we've beat this thing to a bloody pulp and it's just powder on the ground now. Yeah. It's it's going to come back to life. Yeah, at some like, point. And we're going to ride it again. Like, yeah. it's just stupidity. We're just, we're just clubbing ourselves in the crotch till we can't move. Dude, this is, this is the problem when we don't, get outside of like those people that are the closely related to us right like when we if we only stick around people that are telling us what we want to hear we're not getting better totally and like this is honestly again the principle you just described (laughs) is one from the 12-step programs like wow the the principle of what was the one thing you just said oh just that we need to you know get out of our our bubble there yeah we need to get out of our bubble go find those that are doing better and and that's exactly that. That's what you said. It was about find someone who's done it or is doing it. Yeah, that's the whole premise of like well, AA it, is to find a fucking sponsor who's done say, it. Yeah, totally. Hang around people who've done it, it like that. But that's how we learn, man. Yeah. And but we're see the thing is with eight, with twelve step programs is by the time we come in there, we're most of us are so humbled by her mm-hmm. humiliation that we have we're just open books. We're ready, man. Yeah. We're yeah. like. We're drained sponges, most of us, right? Yeah. So if you start telling us how to do this in a very reasonable way, chances are we're going to like start to listen. So I guess what you're saying then is Canada, in this example, needs to 
humble itself and get so humbled that it finally goes, okay, we're going to go to this other country that's really good at math. And Fuck, dude, why not, <laughs> right? Like, And are we not being humbled? Is that well, not what totally. Canada's going through? Like, we're slowly getting behind on everything. Yeah, but we're being so, humbled by our past as well. Much like the everything. attitude sobers up. And I think, like, people want things to be better. Totally. They want to be happy again. They want to be, you know, it's... Less like, it's stressed. Totally. Less fucked up, yeah. And we can't continue to have the same problems mm-hmm. in our society, doing things the same way, expecting different results. I mean, that's yeah. like the, the famous, like, that's the definition of stupidity or whatever, Insanity, right? Insanity, yeah. Insanity. People keep so, saying that that's the definition of it, yeah. <laughs> I've met some people that know, but anyway... Yeah. But I just, I, I think it really is like I, we got to get past ourselves. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, bringing Fuck it. You just said like the whole thing in a nutshell, <laughs> put our whole night in a nutshell. We got to get past ourselves, <laughs> our, our idiotic selves. But it, you know, and, and then again, coming back to here, like I listen to you guys talk about doing, you know, service to others mm-hmm. and how many of us really do that. And then as a society, do we do that? Mm-hmm. And you know, like we think of foreign aid, we'll just send some money, and you know that country, and they're good. No, but like, how how often, as a society or country or community, do we just put ourselves aside and go, let's go, let's go over here and help these people, or do this, or do that, or or be of service to people, right? Yeah. And I think that's what we're talking about. Like, we mm-hmm. perhaps that other country that's number one wouldn't mind being of service to us when we needed the help if we asked, just like. At some point in time, I'm sure that we, in some way, can help them. Yeah, of course. And it, and it doesn't have to be an ego thing. We don't have to, like, oh, well, we have to be number one on the... Mm. We have to come up with a new way to be better than everybody else. No, just yeah. do what works. Yeah. And and, and then it's less stressful and yeah. people are happy. Yeah, and you keep saying stress, right? And I just saw a stat this week. And I, again, this stat could be wrong. I did not research it. Well, but two-thirds of all hospital visits are due to stress-related injuries. I believe it. That's, I don't know if that's Canada or the U.S. or both. I, I don't remember. I believe it. But Absolutely. two-thirds of all doctor visits, like GPs or whatever, mm-hmm. are due to stress-related stuff. So, yeah. look, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that everything's wrong. I don't feel that way. I feel like I have a good life and life is good. I feel like for life sure. is beautiful, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And that potential is there for us to be like Absolutely. so much different. And I don't know if it's better. It's just going to be different, yeah. right? Because what was... 50 years ago, not everybody thought everything was shitty. Yeah, yeah. But lots of people didn't think it was good either. <laughs> right. Right? Like, so, because it depended on your position. Your, and it all yeah. still depends on your position. <laughs> totally. Right? But I, I just, I think that we can do it. Yeah. That's what I think. I think as people, yeah. we can do it. I think what we need to do in with anything is we need to look at what what is the outcome we want. Mm-hmm. Do we really want mass incarceration of people? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Okay, well then, what can we do to not have that? Yeah, and it doesn't mean you just let everybody out. There's some people that obviously not. There are some people in society that just maybe shouldn't be around others. Seriously. So, but but again, but those aren't the people who dealt like a fucking dime bag of weed twenty years ago. Exactly, and still like, locked up. And and even there's people that maybe have committed more serious crimes, not super serious, mm-hmm. but they could just actually use some help. Yep. You know. The but drug then, court program is a good thing. Yeah, and then, and then for the rest of society, when people do like get out of prison, or or mm-hmm. in, and I'm just using that as an example, but yeah. we need to stop judging them. We need to stop again putting a label on them and knocking mm-hmm. them down a peg and saying they're below us. 
And I just think if we if we looked at the outcome we wanted mm-hmm. and said, okay, how do we reasonably get there so that everybody is happiest when we arrive? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because that what is the point of life if we're not doing that mm-hmm. as a society? You yeah. know, and I mean, you guys do it on us on a kind of a micro, micro scale, level, yeah. But the point is, like, what would be the point of being a mentor if your outcome was everybody was fucking miserable? Yeah, and I want through, I want to create like, you to be miserable too. Yeah, like ten years into recovery <laughs> and, and you're white knuckling and you just want to like slaughter somebody in their mm. sleep. That's not that isn't recovery. No, no, and that's, that's not sobriety, being, but right? not recovery. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's not the outcome you want. You yeah. want people to get to this outcome, but get there the happiest way that they can. Well, yeah, the so, the way that causes like. The, the least, least amount of damage. Absolutely. The least be, stress. The and least, the least amount of stress. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's my, that's really my take on it. I mean, yeah. I just been, I, I, I have to keep saying I come here every Saturday and I just, I learn every Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it, I, I love this podcast. Man. Yeah. Dude, I'm it's, glad you do, man. Yeah. That's and awesome. I, I tell everybody, man, you got to yeah. listen to it. And I don't know if people do, but man, I'm, I hope so. When I'm talking to people, like I'm constantly like, I do this podcast on Saturday. Yeah. Man, you gotta, you gotta like, you yeah. gotta hear these stories. Like, cause I just think if more people heard this and realized that you can go through whatever shit you're going through in life mm-hmm. and come out the other side Yeah. and not just come out the other side, you can come out and there's, there's a, there's a beautiful place there for you. Yeah. You know, cause everybody's shit is different. Mm-hmm. And so whatever you're going through, like, I mean, I, you know, I lost my dad and that was mm-hmm. tough and it was, you know, it wasn't easy. I've had shit in my life, yeah. but I, I you can't come out that other side. Yeah. And I think that's really important for people to hear. I think so too. Man. And I think every Saturday, that's what people are hearing is that shit. there is, there is lot good in life, mm-hmm. you know? And, and even with what we talked about tonight, like, yeah, there's a lot of negativity in our politics and our yeah. policies and our culture and our society, but the truth is, is I look at the f- next generation and I mm-hmm. see a lot more open people. I have so much hope, man. Uh, a lot more yeah. kindness. Um, even in my daughter's grade, which is grade yeah. six, I remember grade six for me. Mm-hmm. And I look around at her and, and there's, you know, it's not perfect. But yeah. for the most part, those kids are a lot more respectable to each other yeah. than I ever was or anybody in my grade ever was. Yeah, totally, man. So it, I do have hope that things are changing. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like to believe that, that we're we're moving to a better place. It might be real slow, but we are getting yeah better, you know? Agreed. And, and that's why I hate those memes, too, because yeah. honestly, I really think this is one of the best times. It's also one of the most challenging times totally. to live, but it is one of the best times to live. Yeah. You know, and, and technology agree. and everything attributes to that. Yeah. And if you want to see the negative, you will, but... I, I just, I love what I'm seeing in the next mm-hmm. generations. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm yeah. with you. I love it too. I have so much hope and you're just talking about like learning new stuff every week. Well, I'm learning as we're talking, mm. right? I'm learning that, you know, um, even though there are some negativity out there, mm-hmm. but the thing that I cho- we choose day to day is the positivity, is yeah. the solutions. We're here, we're venting about this stuff. Yeah. And that's great because I think we need to do that. For sure. I think it's, it's a good place to do that. But the truth is when I look back at the last 15 years in this career yeah. or the last 10, 12 years, whatever it's been, um, I, I haven't always done the right thing, right? And so yeah. I got to make sure that's clear. Yeah. Like I'm not coming, I'm not speaking to you from a perspective where I think I've been perfect. For sure. I have made some serious mistakes. Yeah. I have made seriously poor choices. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the reality of being human. Totally. Right. Um, but throughout that time of that, I didn't try to tell people I knew something I didn't know. Yeah. Um, because that's just not in my nature. <laughs> so I guess that's why it jams out at me yeah. the most. And also it jams out at me because a lot of good people lost a lot of good jobs. Yeah. And a lot of good people um, who actually did good work yeah. didn't just say it, but were actually doing it. Like yeah, yeah. bleeding for other people. And like this is, I'd much rather talk this way now that mm-hmm. we've gone through the other stuff, right? Because yeah. when I think about the people that I generally work with and my colleagues that I encounter, I am talking about like human beings who bleed for each other. Yeah, yeah. Right? They bleed for each other. They yeah. they don't sleep for each other. They they work too much for each other. Yeah. They don't work too much because because they're not all trying to get noticed as the person who works so much. Yeah, yeah. It's not why they do it. The people that I know in this field, they work so much because they give a shit. Mm -hmm. Because they can't stop giving a shit, right? Now, obviously, we have to do things that are healthy for us and keep us from from dying because we're giving too much because we just care, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't love too much. You can't care too much. You can absolutely try to do too much, (laughs) right? Yeah, for sure. Um, So it's kind of like a lesson. But as we're talking, like I just, I remember for a minute, I was like, transported back in time mm. to when I actually turned my back on that guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and I remember it because it was a catalyst for me. It yeah. was a moment where I thought, okay, I cannot tolerate this shit. Mm-hmm. So I am going to try my best not to do this shit yeah, to yeah. people. Right. In terms of telling them what they should be doing because I think I'm from a superior place. Right. Wow. Yeah. And it was, when I left that, I didn't ever done that again. I haven't done that again. Yeah, yeah. Because that was kind of like the old Dave popping up <laughs> and saying, I just really need you to know how much I fucking hate you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it wasn't helpful. So yeah. in that scenario, um, obviously, I would not do that again. Yeah. And the reason I wouldn't do that again is because not only am I not that person from 12 years ago, but also because it's not right. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. I recognize that in that moment when I turned my back on that man, that I was not being a human. A human. Mm-hmm. I was being a greedy, egotistical um, person. Right. Right. Self-centered, selfish. That's what I was being mm-hmm. when I turned my back on him. Regardless of what they were actually doing, I think they obviously believed they were doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So in that, that's my mistake. Because right. when I turned my back on him then, I probably stopped learning from him. Yeah. Right? And I don't do that today because I don't want to stop learning. Yeah, yeah. Even from people who are stupid. Yeah. Right? Uh, sorry. Even from people who I think are not speaking out of intelligence <laughs> from a position. Because even having said that, yeah. again, dude, it's like going backwards, right? It's like yeah, saying, yeah. oh, you're so stupid. It's like, no, Dave, like that's not right. Because yeah. that's just not right. Yeah. You know? And I don't think those people are stupid. That's anger coming out and saying words that match my anger. Yeah. But they don't match the truth. They simply match my anger. Yeah, and I think they're not stupid people, obviously. No, they're not. But they are perhaps misinformed. Misguided. misguided, Yeah. Putting their ego in place. So they're not coming from a place that is um, a positive for that situation. Exactly. You know. Any more than I am when I call them stupid. (laughs) Right? But it's true. It is true, yeah. It's true. I'm not coming from a place of openness when I say that. 
Yeah. And that's what I was learning as we were talking. And I was getting madder and madder. Yeah, yeah. Because the more angry I get, and I don't know if I've said this before, but the more angry I get, the less I can see and think. For sure. Right? And Oh, we all. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just, I'm grateful for you, man. Like for yeah. us being able to sit here and talk through this. Yeah, this is awesome. It's like yeah. therapy. <laughs> it totally is, dude. Like therapy for both of us. Absolutely. We're both getting therapized. <laughs> is that a word, therapized? It is now. It is now. Dave made it so. <laughs> Dave has spoken, Dude, so it shall be. No, that is not how we're going to do this <laughs> at all, ever. We're going to get some t-shirts made, like WWDW. What, what would Dave, Dave do? <laughs> Man, <laughs> finally. There'll be bracelets and necklaces. And and on the back, it'll just say, Dave's got your back. Dave got you. <laughs> Dave got you, baby. We got, we got to be careful. People might be like, hey, I want one of those. I know. But if you do want one of those, let me know. Because... Chad at Lucky You Designs has yep. um, put on his shop, his storefront, for us some Freedom's Path oh, yeah. t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you go to Lucky You Design, um, D-E-Z-I-N-E, yeah, I yep. think that's how it's spelled. You can go on his storefront. You can find some Freedom's Path, like, swagware, man. Nice. And yeah. it is nice. I actually like them. It's not too bad, eh? Yeah, like, yeah. I like the logo. Yeah? Did you stuff. like that? The yeah, bird? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty sweet. It is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. But anyway, outside of that, I apologize if I insulted everybody and anyone. I think we pretty much insulted everybody. Yeah, yeah and I say I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for the moments where I was not being clear. Yeah, yeah, and and not and using poor language like stupid or idiot. Mm. I don't like that language. When it came out, yeah, it's because I got stupid and got mad. That's what happens when I get mad. I get stupid. Yeah, I, I don't say that word anymore. Just a side note. Um, I don't say that word stupid anymore because uh, when my daughter was really little, yeah, that was the that was a swear. She thought that was a swear word. Yeah, and so like if you said, "Oh, look at that guy being stupid," yeah, she's like, she'd be like, "Oh my dad, yeah, you can't swear like that." So like she called it the S word. Yeah, and so oh. like around our house, we just had to stop saying it. Well, yeah, because you know you say something like, "Oh, oh, that looks stupid," or something yeah. about uh, whatever. I don't know. Or, you know, stupid dog for shitting on the yeah. carpet. And she's like, don't say the S word. Well, and, and the funny thing about it is, is that I'm not even actually thinking the, I don't think these people are stupid. No, I know. I know. I just think their ideas were not smart, right? Like, yeah. and, and by that, it, really what it means is the ideas just didn't actually, they weren't logical. No, and, and they weren't effective. Yeah, yeah they were no, ineffective. They're not logical. It was a waste yeah. of money. That's really what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But because I get dumb brain when I get angry. I started saying things like, that person's stupid. And you get all Neanderthal and your vocabulary shrinks and you just want to start pounding on rocks. Straight back to lizard brain, right? <laughs> like, so I apologize for, for doing that. Um, but we'll leave it in because it's yeah. true and it's real. So For sure. Dude, you have anything else you want to talk about? I got nothing, man. This I appreciate awesome. it. This is awesome. I appreciate it. And I love you, coming man. every Saturday. So Thanks for coming, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. I love that you come every Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> wouldn't work otherwise. We don't have a show without it. <laughs> <laughs> Just be two guys in a room talking. Right on. Well, that's not bad either, I guess. <laughs> we would like to remind you that the opinions shared are those of the individuals and not representative of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other affiliation we may share with organizations or individuals. Thank you, Wild Rose United Church, for your open-hearted giving of, to the community at large in a multitude of ways. You have graciously provided space and love for us to work within, and we cannot thank the staff, volunteers, and members of the church enough for all that they do each and every day. Thank you again, Darcy Robinson. As usual, 
Your work is incredible. Thanks for donating it to us. I am not here without each of our board of directors, Trent Baker, Todd Deer, Christine Pimiskern, Heather Morijo, Wayne Lurie, and John James. To all of the individuals who graciously donate their money and time to helping Freedom's Path become a society and now a charity, thank you. Who is Freedom's Path? We work directly with individuals and families struggling and suffering from, with addiction of all types, mental illness, codependency, and a multitude of difficulties humans bring forward as they attempt to make life-altering changes. If you are interested in attending our upcoming or future groups, being a guest on the podcast, or looking to make a donation or help in some other way, please contact us through our website, www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca, or find us on Facebook at Freedoms Path Recovery Society. If you are close to giving up, regardless of what your difficulty might be, please reach out to someone. You can always give up tomorrow, or maybe you won't have to. To anyone listening, imagine that your voice might be the only one someone hears inside their darkness. What is it you would like to say? As for me, I'm David Lurie, and I wish you all the best, wherever you are. Be safe and try to have some fun, because our time here is quite limited after all.